0: Hello friends and welcome to another Royalist episode of Snap Judgments, the official podcast of Marvel Snap Zone. This is your friendly neighborhood, Glazer, as always, here for a- another wonderful long show with you. But we cannot, cannot have an episode with only one teacher. So our first special guest for today is my favorite teacher in Marvel Snap. It's Jess Snaps. How you doing, Jess?
1: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me, and happy new year. Uh, my name is Jess. I'm also a teacher. I teach elementary school. And I love Marvel and, of course, Marvel Snap. And um, I am active on X and Twitch, and you guys can find me there.
0: What's your username down there?
1: Oh, um, it's Jess Snaps. J-E-S-S-A-N-A-P-Z.
0: So I had to make sure it wasn't just naps. I figured since uh, she's a teacher, she might just be going to sleep all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would love
2: that.
0: We are also joined by the absolute master of Marvel Snap. Not, it's the master, Not. How are you?
2: Hello, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, very excited to be here.
0: Happy to have you. And how can our friends find you?
2: Yeah, well, I stream on Twitch, uh, my stream Monday and Wednesday evenings, uh, Pacific time, but I guess that works Eastern time as well. Um, and it's the master underscore not sometimes that matters to find and same mm-hmm. thing on X. Uh, I prefer to call it Twitter, but I guess people are calling it X I, nowadays. I call
0: it Twitter. I, I I exclusively call it Twitter. There's a slide later, which is like, find them on Twitter. Um, it's just like, because I can't say I'm going to go make an X. That doesn't make any
3: sense, right? Like
0: Twitter got (laughs) a nice verb form
3: to be fair. When you type in X.com, it still reroutes you to Twitter.com. So (laughs) correct.
0: also Elon lost his mind. So that's neither here nor there. That last voice you heard was, and you might've heard everyone talking all sorts of stuff about Revis's Sarah deck. That's not the one I won with. I won with this gentlemen's sarah deck hit monkey for life it's philip j woodward how you doing phil
3: i'm doing very well hello everybody um yeah that hit monkey deck has been so much fun so for me. good i was so hyped when you decided to put it on the show it's so good and you're you have echo in that one drop slot right uh yes
0: yeah because because screw and terror bang and his silly silly uh spider ham
3: I did mess with the Spider-Ham version that Intero put on there, though. And it was fun, except there's so much uh, high Again. Evo going around right now that I hit Infinite every single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went it, back to a... Echo.
0: <laughs> that sounds right to me. Yeah, I, I played Echo in that slot. All right. How can our friends find you, Phil?
3: Yeah, so I'm mostly available on X at Phil. Uh, P H I L L J Woodward, and that's the letter J W O O D W A R D. And then I'm also available on uh Twitch, hopefully you're coming back soon to stream Let's go. at Philip J Woodward. So just P H I L L I P. The rest is the same. Uh, and you can also find me at Simply Sassy Vids on YouTube where we interview cool people like, um, Oh god, Tommy Earl Jenkins uh from Death Stranding or mm-hmm. Um Rahul Coley from uh ha- Fall of the House of Usher and stuff like that. Oh wow. Well.
0: <sighs> Carry on, my Woodward son. All right. <laughs> so you can tell that has anyone ever said that to you? Because that was the first no, thing I thought. All right. No, right. Yeah, I'm a teacher, so I have to come up with all this bullshit off the top of my head. Okay. You can find us on Twitter. because. I don't want to curse this early into the episode. YouTube will get mad at us. We can curse later. Just not the first like 10 minutes where YouTube's like you're cursing. Um, You can find us on Twitter at snap judge cast. That's the only place where there's an E in our name. We are snap judgments without an E elsewhere. We are the official podcast of Marvel snap zone. We hang out mostly on the Marvel snap zone discord. I know I'm using the Royal we and there's no Roy here. So it's a little awkward. Sorry. Um, We have a little channel there called podcast hang with the host it's a really really great community it's usually a lot of people that like are just starting like their climb into serious snap and then like within a month or two everyone hits infinite it's a really great feeling because everyone's so supportive and helpful and the main place to find us is snap judgments pod on YouTube where I release I mean six videos a week of 40 ish minutes each because I'm a crazy person Uh, don't ask but you can get three brand new decks there every weekday so if you want to check that out please do so I will probably throw a thingy up in that corner. Not that anyone can see where I pointed because we don't do video for these, <laughs> but it's up in the corner if you happen to be watching this on YouTube. Alright, let's keep it going. Our topics for the week are, we're going to talk about last season as quickly as humanly possible. Then we're going to review the next se- se- new season and the patch leak, and then we're doing one more thing that's not even on here um, mm-hmm. because this morning they decided to drop a freaking roadmap on our heads because like, this episode wasn't busy enough. But Everybody ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Last season card review. And um, the order you guys are on my screen, just so you know, are Jess, the Master Knot, and Phil. So I'm just going to start in that order. Uh, Shaw, Blob, Havoc, and Celine. overview of the cards, and what do you think of them? Jess.
1: Uh, okay, so, uh, sure. I think it's really fun at the beginning when I start to play him. Uh, it's a card that you have to like build around him, like you have to add cards like Akira Koya, like Chafas to up him. But uh, as the season went on, I found it harder and harder to win game with Shaw. Um, I don't know, maybe people have started to switch to Thanos flop, which can go super high, and yeah, it just became a pain. Uh, when I try to finish my weekend mission with Shaw. What do you guys think? Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I had a little bit of a problem last month. I was very busy, so I I didn't play as much as I normally do, but I did play uh, Shaw, um, and I totally agree with what you said. Like, he was a lot of fun at first. Um, He really fits in Surfer, obviously, but... um, kind of lost interest in him um i mean he's still a solid card for that like not 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 like he's not good but just kind of i don't know not super exciting to me i mean the blob is a lot of fun i'm interested to see what second dinner does with that because i'm not completely convinced that you know he's so overpowered but maybe he's a little little overtuned um, unfortunately, Havoc and Celine, I didn't really really play them, so I can't speak too much to them. I don't know about you, Phil.
3: Yeah. So Sebastian Shaw, for me, I uh, I feel like he suffers from being pigeonholed into the surfer archetype, but I feel like he has openings outside of that that we haven't discovered yet. I've been playing a lot with trying to pre-build his power to ten for Scar which has been kind of fun to play around, but it also can feel like it comes too late, just like most builds I've been playing with so far. Uh, but as far as that season is concerned, uh, yeah, he felt very much tied to Surfer, and you really couldn't go outside of that for most decks, which made him feel f- a fun as a card to play with when you were playing his deck specifically. But I wish he had a little bit more global appeal outside of Surfer decks. And then as far as Blob, once Blob came out, I mean, we are now in the Blob meta. So I think that's all you really need to say about the monster that is the Blob. Um, and then Havoc is a very interesting card. Originally, I, you know, when we see the, the data mines and stuff like that, we think about the cards and what they're going to be like. And I thought he was going to be terrible. And then I think he's actually one of the more fun cards that Second Dinner has produced. I think he's got a very interesting effect. And whether he's being sent to your side or he's you're getting him from, uh, you know, the X Mansion or whatever, it's interesting to work around playing with him and feeling out how you can build decks to make him work. And I think that's a lot of fun. And I found that to be interesting for building. Uh, is he a good card? I would probably spend tokens if you have a you know ton of them uh, but I wouldn't waste keys on him unless you have multiple things you're getting that week um, but yeah I thought he was a fun card and then Celine uh, aside from junk um, I feel like she's got a lot of potential but we haven't quite discovered what all the different use cases for her are yet um, but I did have fun playing her in junk so Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jess.
4: I
1: actually got Havoc. Like, he wasn't... <clears throat> I wasn't planning to buy him, but then I got him because I knew that weekend you get 400 tokens. So I, yeah, I actually got him with tokens, and I really enjoyed playing him um, with Mr. Negative. And with the Professor X-Nerve, uh, he also fits, like, perfectly in that deck. And Celine, I uh, got her with peace, but yeah, right now I just feel like Celine. if you get the combo in your hand, that would be like amazing. But if you don't get hot goblin, green goblin in your hand, I just think Selene just sits there. Yeah, maybe there will be more cards in the future that we can play Celine with, but right now I, I think she's just okay.
2: Although I will say it's uh, it is super annoying to get hit with a negative 11 or a negative six, mm-hmm.
4: you
0: know, a
2: negative six, three cost card or a negative 11, five cost card. That's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But Green Goblin
0: costs two and Hobgoblin costs four. Are, are you not playing oh. Ravona in every deck? Because <laughs> I'm playing Ravona uh, in uh, every uh, deck. Uh,
2: well, that, that's true. Like I said, I haven't played Sling decks much, but I just know that they're played against me.
0: So I'm gonna feed you guys a hot take for each of these cards. You you agree, disagree, or qualify? Cool. Sure. Ready? Card one: Sebastian Shaw is only good because they nerfed Werewolf. Jess, yeah, agree.
2: Oh, agree. Agree.
1: Agree.
2: Agree. Uh, I disagree. Fire. Well, I just think, I mean, Werewolf having werewolf or Shaw in your deck could be an interest or, and in, in your surfer deck at the same time could be interesting.
0: It ended up not working because all the cards that synergize with the Shaw also synergize with the brood and Uh, the brood and the werewolf didn't work together.
2: Oh, that's interesting. I haven't tried it. So I, I I guess I I don't know
0: that werewolf deck. I love that werewolf deck. All right. Blob hot take. Ready? Blob needs to be nerfed, even though he's really fun, because he breaks the math of Marvel Snap by going too high without a caveat. Jess?
1: Yes, uh,
5: yeah, disagree with.
1: you can always is actually quite easy to counter Blob. Like people hate Blob, but I like because uh, last season. I use Sarah attack. Like, there are lots of ways to counter Blob. You just need to lose initiative to Shang-Chi or. Not, Shadow anymore. King.
5: not
0: anymore. Shadow King. Not, not anymore for Shang-Chi.
3: Kyera. Uh,
1: really? Kyera. Kyera. Oh, oh yes, yeah, because of Kyera. So oh, I forgot there's, about there's, that. I forgot about that. There's, mm. that. About that.
5: Mm. there's two
0: way, two ways to counter Blob right now: Shadow mm-hmm. King and Valkyrie. And I guess Shadow win King, initiative and Elioth. At, oh, and Cosmo. Cosmo.
1: Right, right. But like, ugh. Yeah, forgot about Kayara, yeah. Okay. So Yeah, I agree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Change, Masternaut. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, when you can play him out as opposed to uh Infinite, for instance, and you have to skip a turn to play him, um, it's just kind of crazy.
3: Phil? I agree. Uh I definitely have posted as recently as earlier yesterday, I think, about how I feel about Blob and the fact that he can just be a six power thirty six or er, mm-hmm. you know, or six energy thirty-six power card uh pretty easily. And yeah, it definitely disrupts a lot. Yes, he's counterable. And yes, there are going to be games where you're easily going to be able to predict where they're going to play him. But I feel like on those games where you can't, and especially now with current cards coming out, it's definitely made it a lot harder.
0: All right. Havoc. And this hurts because I love Havoc. Like, I love Havoc. But you basically play Havoc on turn five to be a 3-8. At that point, why not just play Gladiator?
5: Jess? disagree. Because
1: uh, havoc doesn't. You don't have. Uh, you don't have the potential risk of pulling something really big of your component, and havoc can actually get reasonably big. Um, because it's a plus four turn five, and it would be eight power times six. TMM,
5: yeah, up. Uh,
2: yeah, I would disagree. I mean, I think it depends on the deck, um, because, er, like, I was playing today, and I can't tell you the number of times that they played out Gladiator on me, and my Infinot popped out.
0: Yes, so, Gladiator should go so, to the meta for a week.
2: Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> so like, I get it. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like if you have a build that you're specifically building around or keeping havoc in mind, I haven't played him a lot. So caveat with what I'm saying, but if you're, if you're adjusting for that loss of power or, uh, of energy,
3: I mean, you know, it just depends on the build, I would say. Phil, yep. I agree with the master, not in jest that the, it depends on the deck that you're playing. Depending on, you know, if you're playing negative or something that gets him out in a different way or that is built around playing him on turn five, like Wave Havoc uh, on turn five, something of that nature. And then you're throwing down a, uh, you know, Dr. Doom and another card on turn six. Um, When you're doing it that way, I think he has... A special place, but yeah, if you're just looking to put eight power on the board and you're not you don't want it to be uh shadow kinged, then yeah, absolutely gladiator is the better choice, especially if you're throwing him down on a cosmo. Uh, but I think for the most part, I would say that he has his use case when you're playing him versus something like gladiator.
0: All right, last one, Celine. Celine is proof positive that there must always be a one-cost booby prize in series five. We had Snowguard when she was terrible. When she moved down, we got Howard, who was terrible. Now Howard is going to series four, and we have Celine as our bad one-drop to get in series five. Jess, (laughs) I don't know. Fair enough. Master Knot.
2: Oh, you want to keep going? I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: let Master Knot go first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, just going off the cuff here, I would say that I don't always agree with some of the conspiracies or thoughts or or things they say against Second Dinner. However, I I don't know that it's always a one-drop, but I, I definitely think They're aware of what cards, you know, they're putting out and, um, not all of them are going to be the best and, uh, they're going to, you know, if you get what I'm saying, I mean, yes, I think you're right. I think you're right about that in in a general sense.
3: Phil, Uh, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, yeah, it definitely feels like they love having that one one card in there that you're like, no, nah, I don't want to spend tokens on that. Uh, 6,000 tokens? No way. <laughs> um, but I do think she has more use case than Original Snowguard or Howard. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, I agree <laughs> with that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But does that? there's a long way between Original Snowguard and good. <laughs> so, a lot of road in there <laughs> just a bit all right jess any thoughts are you ready to move on yeah
1: i'm ready to move on I to
0: <laughs> all right so general questions and again um we'll take as many of these as once as we can um what'd you play to infinite how did you get any infinite tickets how was your um sorry did you how high did you climb did you try to climb an infinite ladder how high uh, did you get in Conquest? Did you get any Infinity Borders? And is there anything else about the general gameplay and success or so on in the season that you have to say? Jess?
2: Ooh, never mind. Master not. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, jump in here. So uh, mine's pretty quick. I, I wasn't able to play as much last um, month. Uh, a combination of uh, getting burnt out a little bit. Um, just. Uh, with the game itself and also like streaming and stuff. That being said, I did not hit infinite. Um, I kind of fell short. Um, so I never got to the infinite ladder. I didn't play any conquest, um, but I, I don't know. Last season was a little rough for me, despite saying that I didn't have as much time, but it was kind of rough. Um, but I, what I will say is those variants last month though, mm-hmm. oof, man, beautiful. Uh, I, I love, I love the hellfire uh gala variants um but yeah last month was rough for me so uh
3: that's all I'll say about that
0: <laughs> nice phil
3: yeah so you actually covered the deck that i hit infinite with um day 1 and it was a perry manilow originally inspired by oh, deck that one. uh yeah. that uh utilized since we lost chavez Uh, It utilized some other cards like magic and crystal to try and get your main cards uh, to play. But essentially the idea was to throw down Dokken, hit it with a cost five. um, Oh my gosh. Zola, there we go. Brain not working. Um, And then have that spread to the other two lanes and then play a MODOK on turn six to just hit all three of the shards and make him a ridiculous 32 power monster in two lanes. And it worked really well. I got infinite very fast with that deck last season. Um, As far as my infinite ladder climb, the lowest I got was in the 4,000s. But generally speaking, I try uh, not to worry about it. As long as I'm under 10,000, I'm happy with that. That's not, I don't Mm -hmm. really, I love to play. I don't like to play specific decks all the time. I like to switch things up. So I just kind of play whatever fits the fancy of that moment and try and stay under 10k, uh, which I did. So I was fine with that and then uh, as far as conquest goes, conquest is so hard for me because the games are so long. Uh, I live in an environment where I might have to get up, you know, after I'm done with a game. So sitting down and dedicating myself to an entire conquest can be hard sometimes. So I haven't got an infinity border in a while. So. All right. And then as far as the oh, I was going to say, as far as the gameplay for the overall season, uh, Blob definitely changed things in the way things worked. It was really cool to see Thanos come back from the dead, and uh, it's been tougher because there's so much power on the board, for sure. Like like I said, I got infinite really quick before Blob came out, but now that Blob's out there, he can tank a, a dock lane by himself in that deck. Nice. Alright, Jess, what'd you play? How'd you do?
1: Um, so for me a uh, letter to infinite I usually I like to experiment new cards in the new season so I actually use a uh, Sebastian's uh, Sebastian Frost Silver server deck and then uh in my 90s I just want to be quick so I switched to a sandman deck where like while your opponents were playing like multiple cards I stopped them so that mm-hmm. it was a very quick climb to infinite um Infinite Leather, I didn't play much. Uh, so I think I fell to like 50,000 at the end of the season. But yeah, I don't care much about in- Infinite Leather. And in terms of Conquest, um, I, I actually won an Infinity Order this season. I turned the Christmas Rock into the Infinity huh. Order. And I used the Sarah Tech deck by Rapist. And I was also quite lucky because of the blob matter. Like, four, like, four of the games were Thanos blob. <laughs> so,
5: <Easy>. yeah.
1: So, <laughs> Sarah, Ra- yeah, Sarah TechNet had the perfect answer to that. And my third game was a Destroy player. So it actually, yeah, I think the matchup was pretty lucky for me last season. Yeah. And in general, um, I I like the Hellfire variants a lot, uh, but I, because I already spent a lot um, in the previous season with the Midnight Sun and Peach Momoko, so it was a um, saving season for me last season. Hmm.
0: Cool. I, um, okay, so I hit Infinite with an auto-built Black Knight deck. The deck did not make sense, but it was good enough to win i like to meme my way to infinite i played the auto black knight deck it ran both hella and apocalypse and modok and it was a very strange deck but it was super duper fun and it's got like a 40 percent win rate when i'm not playing it but i've got like a 70 percent win rate with it so it makes me happy um i only play infinite ladder to do my dailies as a general rule and i refuse to play any ladder during hot locations because hot locations are the absolute worst so I ended up at about 7,000. I usually sit between like three and 5,000 for most of the season. And then, uh, infinite conquest happens. And I realize that if I don't burn those tickets, I'm wasting all my resources. So I just burn tickets as fast as I can. Um, which means like, I will just like, I'll have like 15, 17 gold tickets. and I'll just be like, snap on round one, every game, win or lose. Let's go. Um, And I did get an Infinity Border. It was an accident. I was just, I was like, I think this deck might be good. I went like seven and two with it on ladder. And then I took a like pure original style bounce deck into infinite ladder. And it just kept beating everything. It's got like the worst matchup on earth into Loki, but everything but Loki, it beats the crap out of.
3: So that was mine. Nice. Oh, Phil. You literally have the same strategy I do for Conquest. It gets to like the weekend of the season, mm-hmm. and then I just burn through tickets. And if I get a great spot, awesome. If not, I'm not worried about it.
0: Yep. So I played the bounce deck for real. I had I was like, I have two hours for like, I never have two hours around the weekend. I had finished writing my article. I had recorded the video and I had like an hour or two hours, whatever it was before I picked up my son. And I was like, all right, I get one real Infinite Conquest this season. And so it just happened.
3: And then I wanted to say one thing about the Hellgala variants. Black mm-hmm. Panther. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oof, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no. baby. Moon, Moon Knight.
2: No, nah, I don't get that.
3: I don't get it.
0: Get it black and white and you will.
3: The, the Moon <laughs> okay, Knight is yeah. easily one of the coolest variants out of that season. But it's mm-hmm. Moon Knight.
0: I mean, I didn't have to play it to be cool.
3: <laughs> but I want to see it. Outside of my collection.
0: Then just play some bad decks. It's fine. It's not going to hurt. <laughs> what, what are you going to be like? Oh, no, I'll be 9,000 after the end of the season instead of seven. Like, who cares? I mean,
3: to, to be fair, I say that, and and I'm talking about Black Panther being the, the best very. Yeah. Which also barely sees play.
0: Oh, my God. I, I've got a Black Panther conversation for later. Let's keep going so we can get out of this. <laughs> uh, get out of last season. All right. General thoughts on any or all of the above series drops, conquest, and controversy. Um, please note there is a right take for that controversy. Albums, bundle changes, or anything else.
1: Uh, happy about series drop for sure, because uh, it's just make cards more accessible to all players, except especially to free to play players. Um, I'll be getting Stackron for free finally, so I'm also happy. Uh, albums, um, I've been complaining, they're very expensive, but yeah, some good news coming with the roadmap. Hopefully it is like good enough for me to get some new emos.
4: Uh,
1: bundle changes, hmm, yeah, I'm actually quite disappointed with the big changes. I think people do use the data mine to plan ahead what they're going to buy. So if there's a big difference like people get disappointed. But having said that, I actually still got the Christmas bundle because I like the variants of Destroyer and Sentry. So, yeah. What about you, Master Knot?
2: Um You actually summed it up pretty well for me. Um, I, I think I pretty much agree with everything you said. The series drops. I mean, I I kind of understand why they haven't been happening. It's just kind of like a, a, was a kind of a sucky situation, but now that they're back, that's awesome. I'm mostly uh, collection complete, so it doesn't really affect me much, but I think it's important for the community to have those happening. Like that's, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, Yeah. The albums, I, I feel the exact same way. There's just so many, um, variants that pop up my shot that are part of those albums and i'm just like i don't want that i'm i'm not i'm not ken i don't need every single um variant it's just how i am and so i'm probably never going to fill those albums um so it's just i don't know they're cool it's a cool idea i'm not crazy about how it is as of now um but yeah so pretty much th- those are my thoughts uh, what about you, Phil?
3: Um, so as far as series drops, fantastic. I really hope that they come out at a little bit more of a consistent clip, even if it's just one card every once in a while that we get a series drop for instead of a batch of them after however many months with no news at all. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's great that they finally spoke up about it and that it doesn't seem like it's going away completely. I do think it's a necessity, especially for long time players. Um, I've been almost com- c- collection complete for a really long time now, but I don't have Howard the Duck. He's the one card that's mm-hmm. been evading me. And I finally have a chance to pick him up in Spotlights coming soon, however. Uh, and then, just as a refresher, for Conquest and Controversy. That should be Conquerors. W- I just don't know how to type sometimes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, got Sorry it. Sorry about it. that. So for conquerors and the controversy surrounding that, we're just talking about representation. Yep.
0: Or you can just talk I about conquerors—the event itself. I don't really care. This is your. <laughs> this is your floor. Everyone knows where I land on these things.
3: I mean, I instantly voted for uh, the person that I thought was going to be the the winner, which um, you know was Nina. And uh, I was really sad to see her being the only woman to represent. Uh, And yeah, the representation overall wasn't fantastic. So I was really glad that they went back on that and added some other people. The people that stepped out, awesome. You guys are amazing. KM Best, shout out. Um, And uh, yeah, I really hope they up the diversity on future events because it needs... There are so many great creators out there that could have been there that are top level players that had a chance to win that that weren't there even with the changes to the roster. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Like, I mean, I I won't go on and on about it. You're absolutely right. There's plenty of of uh, streamers, content creators of all different types of people. We don't even need to focus on gender or I mean races, whatever. There's tons of different content creators that could be involved. It's, it's really not that difficult to grab a different group of people.
1: Yeah, I totally would like to see more of um, diversity for sure. Or it also doesn't have to be limited to just Marco Snap content creator. It can be mm-hmm. like all everyone like like Marco Snap to uh Participate in it, and something I would like to add is I've noticed they have added in some like premium mystery variant as a season pass reward and concert shop reward, which is I'm also happy about it because you don't get um, which guarantee uh, that you don't get a pixel variant, so I'm sure a lot of players are happy about that.
0: All right, let's keep it going, because I want to get to the new season. <laughs> we are at the new season. Look, we're at the new oh, season. It's Scar time. Uh, let's reverse order for the new season. We'll start with Phil, and we'll go backwards to Jess. Cool. How are your experiences? We don't have to read the card. You know what Scar is. We'll read the cards that aren't out yet, but Scar is in the game. You should know what Scar does at this point, dear listener. If you are on the Marvel Snap YouTuber, subscribe to us. Bye, Scar. Not because he's always great, but because season pass cards are incredible value. But, Phil, how's Scar been for you?
3: Scar so far is somewhat overshadowed by another card that came out Mm -hmm. this week. But uh, overall, I think he's a fun card that doesn't need to be in every deck, and you don't necessarily want to build a deck around him you want to fit him into a deck that makes sense where he has the possibility to be a four to maybe be a two but at times he can feel clunky especially if they throw down uh, a mobius or something like that but i mean that's any cost reduction card that goes out there i have found him to be fun but i haven't found the spot that i would say this is the deck for him
2: yeah um i i agree he's a good solid card um i've been playing him in a, a black knight deck um i didn't make the deck myself but <clears throat> it's it's a version of the one that's floating around that's very popular um i don't know who originally came up with that concept but Zuns. um it's it's a it. deck, I believe yeah. okay it's a great deck it's a lot of fun um i like it because uh discard is like one of my favorite and it's changed and I'm kind of sad about that, but, um, Scar fits in really well to that deck. Um, and, and like, uh, Phil just said, I mean, he can fit into so many other decks as a good support card, one that you can take advantage of, um, if the right circumstances come, but he's not going to like hinder you if you, Mm -hmm. if you're not able to, um, get him out cheaper. So yeah, I, I think he's, he's good. I've been playing him a lot.
1: Yeah, I've been playing SCAR, too. <coughs> so on the first day, I was actually trying to play SCAR in the She-Hulk, Hulk, High Evo mm-hmm. shell. But I actually didn't get much success in getting SCAR cheaper. Uh, so I have been playing uh Thanos Lockjaw with SCAR since. Yeah, the cheapest I can get is a cost 4. I think it's good enough. Um, yeah. Um, but I am also like happy to try him in other different uh, decks. I saw some rem decks with Scar, but that I haven't got time to try yet.
0: So I don't like Scar. I mean, Scar's great. Like, I think he's a really good card. But like, I, he's not my type of card. I like to like take a lot of game actions and just dropping big shits. Not really my style. And Scar mm-hmm. is like by definition just dropping big shit deck yes um that's not what i enjoy but he's really really good um i've played two different safety blade decks and the w deck and then a few thanos decks and he's really good in all those there's a destroy deck like a pure destroy deck that's basically using venom deadpool and death as the ways to get scar out for super cheap and um look if you can get on turn five and this doesn't seem impossible right deadpool venom and death out you've got a free scar on the last turn of the game and that seems pretty good but um yeah i'll, I'll send you that list later if you want i just uh found sure. it earlier today I haven't had a chance yeah. to play it yet.
2: But, i'm interested uh, to see that too
0: it'll be in tomorrow's video too Ooh. uh y- yesterday's video dear <laughs> dear podcast listeners <laughs> it's um i i when i was looking for weekend mission decks i refused to just show like the same three decks everyone plays right so like i've got a Thanos decks and I was like I need to find something else it's got like a 67% win rate it's just a low sample size so far so it's worth like at least spreading so people test it more and we can actually figure out if it's good Uh, either way Scar is good and Scar is like as bad as he's ever going to be this week because this is the week everyone's gonna try and counter him. So like if Scar is still good when he's being hard countered as much as he is this week, then I think this is an extremely powerful card. I think um there's like the tier one season pass cards, which is like shit that breaks the game, like Loki, Elsa, Ms. Marvel, um original server, original Zabu. I think Scar is the tier below that where he chills with like Nebula and original hit monkey, where he's really good, but he's not gonna be broken unless other things really support him. And I think that's a relatively healthy place.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Mobius, um, he'll get played out against Mm -hmm. me. Um, that's, that's what messes you up. And I just kind of shrug and go, okay, I'll do something else. So it's, it's like, it's countering it, but it it doesn't, I don't immediately retreat. I mean, that, and that's the great thing about scar. You're just slotting him in to a deck where he can work Mm -hmm.
5: for the scar thoughts. Are we
0: ready to go? Oh yeah. Okay. It is time for the other new card this week. It is Kaira. Um, Phil, what do you think of Kaira?
3: I love Kaira. I love, I'm as someone who has played a lot of Zoo to just <laughs> troll my opponents, <laughs> uh, I absolutely love Kaira being able to protect my one drops and then that big six drop at the end like an orca in an empty lane for no reason why not it's really fun (laughs) uh is she cracked is she broken i i don't think we've had enough time with her to know that yet but she does open up a lot of options for archetypes that may not have had as much of a place as they used to i really want to play around with more destroyer stuff uh since you know you can protect a good chunk of the board throw a destroyer down, you know, turn five, you throw down um, our wonderful pink marshmallow and then uh, blow it up with a destroyer at turn six. And, uh, you know, it sounds like fun to me with a bunch of one drops on the board.
2: Yeah. um, I haven't played her. I do have her and and she's on my list of things to check out. However, she's played against me. And I mean, that teaches you just, just as much, sometimes more when cards are played against you a lot. And, um, it took me, a, a, a few bad, bad games to start remembering, uh, that she exists because, uh, I was really counting on that, uh, Shang-Chi dropped, uh, turn six several times. So, yeah, I mean, very interesting card, the fact that she protects your one and six costs, because there's a lot in between that you can work with, um, but I mean, there's a lot of decks, like you were saying, Zoo, or different things like that, where um, it'll be interesting to see in the long term what they do with her, because like you said, is will she be overpowered? I don't know about that, but who knows what people will come up with.
1: I like her. Uh, I think she is a perfect fit for the high evil, like, She-Hope Inferno deck. Um... Uh, they're definitely better than armor because you can now play your one drops in different lanes. Um, I just hope she doesn't get nerfed. I love her.
0: Oh, she's so getting nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, card is broken as all hell. She's getting nerfed. No, like, don't say that. Don't say like, <laughs> like, okay, so like, so like, she's a. Why on earth does she have four power? Uh, okay, you got me there. I, yeah, 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 that that is but, true. Like, yeah. are you kidding? Like, she's like, okay, okay, so stop me. Um, Killmonger and Shang Chi are both dead cards now. But also, I can, I'm positive in your lane. Like, no, 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 that that's gotta go. Um,
3: you know, my- you know what's really fun. It's, it's something that's really fun is throwing down Kyera and then throwing down Killmonger and destroying all of your opponent's Thanos's stones. Mm-hmm.
0: So a lot of what I'm doing right now is I'm just playing zoo stuff and not bothering like, or bounce and not bothering to play her just because Killmonger has been so like scared out of the meta by her existence (laughs) that like, like just, I can ignore the Killmonger as a thing. I still need to like, Shang will always be there because like your devil dinos and stuff she doesn't protect, right? So like Mm -hmm. Shang isn't going anywhere, but like Killmonger is just so dangerous right now, unless you're playing Destroy. Like, and there's still some stragglers playing destroy. So I guess it's not like perfectly safe, but that's fine. Um, she's, I mean, she's busted. She's just a really, really busted card, especially in Thanos, but like kind of everywhere. Um, she's in the best evolutionary decks now. I think she's just a
3: phenomenal Mm -hmm. card. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, she's absolutely busted in Haiba. Sorry.
2: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I haven't played her much, so I haven't given her a lot of thought, but I did wonder when she came out or when she was announced I was a little surprised that she wasn't restricted to one lane. Um, It does seem pretty crazy.
0: I mean, she can't be restricted to one lane. Then she's just worse armor. Right. Um, Like she has to be multiple. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know what the fix is, but. Mm.
0: I mean, it's make her like a three, one or a three, two. Like you start there or like you could. So, Every time, or almost every time, they release a card that has two abilities, it ends up broken. Like, almost, unless one of the abilities is outright negative. If they release two positive abilities on a card, it ends up broken. Think Mobius, think, um, the Soul Stone, right? Like, one really good ability is usually enough for a game in its infancy, which Marvel Snap still is. So, yeah. Alright, let's, uh, look at the spotlight cache. Okay, the question I'm fundamentally asking is twofold. One, what do you think of the variants this week of Kyra, High Evolutionary Nebula? And two, who if anyone do you think should be opening spotlight caches this week? What type of player?
3: Phil? Um, so I love this Kyra variant, but I'm, I'm not a whale, so there's no world where I'm going to spend or be able to spend tokens to get her and then also pull keys for this variant but it's really cool i've seen it broken out it looks amazing um i have the high evolutionary i absolutely love the old comic style the way they animated it is super fun and the nebula totally gives me dragon ball z vibes which i love but i didn't pull her and as someone that again doesn't have uh uh, a ton of money to, to spend on frivolously on uh, keys and, and credits and whatnot. I, I wasn't going to be able to pull her. As far as people that should be pulling keys for this, uh, if you don't have High Evolutionary, this is a 100% for me. If you have the chance to get Kyera and High Evolutionary, absolutely. Nebula is a little bit lower on the list, but she's still probably one of the best one-drops in the game. So if you don't have her, uh, it's also a good pull.
2: 100%. Yeah, I totally agree. Nebula, um, is one of my favorite cards. I mean, it, she's just, uh, one cost that gains two power if they don't play there. I mean, come on, it's great. But, um, so if you don't, if you don't have high Evo, absolutely. You, you gotta get high Evo that open, uh, opens up a couple of decks, uh, that are just great. Um, I basically agree with everything you said, Phil, um, yeah, I got I got that high Evo um, variant. That's that's an awesome one. The the comic book one. I I love it. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, I yeah also agree with you. And Mastonaut, um this week is amazing. Actually, like everyone should open the spotlight, especially uh, players who don't spend a lot of money, who doesn't have high Evo and Nebular. Uh, personally, uh, my favorite variant is High Evo Spotlight. I love the animation of, uh, um, on my cover. I think I would just, uh, I actually, yeah, I opened it. I got Kyra and High Evo. Um, <clears throat> Nebula, she looks very cool, but I already have Rianne's Nebula, so I'm happy to dodge her this week.
0: So I ended up pulling this Nebula on my way to Kyra. I also got the thousand tokens, which puts me at a, I mean, how can I ever afford a card at 72,000 tokens currently? Um, I stopped before high Evo. Um, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll save the cash. Uh, my answer for variance is usually, do I have a hip? And if the answer is yes, then I'm happy. And I have a high evolutionary hip and I have a Nebula <laughs> hip. So like, I don't need to play any other cards for those. Uh, I am annoyed that all of the season, all the cards coming out this season seem to only have one variant, the spotlight variant. And I think that's really annoying because I was before this week, two cards away from having a variant for every card of Marvel snap. And now I'm going to be like six cards at the end of the month. Cause I'm not opening these spotlights that I don't especially like. Cause that's the only variants to
3: release. Hmm. Um, so wait, so Kyra's only variant is going to be the one in her spotlight cache?
0: We don't know about it, it's going to be, but currently is. there's no oh, other wow. spotlight like even mine right now. That, that could change next week, right? Like, right, there's a patch. yeah, sure. But there's as a patch of now, yeah, for, huh. no, for none of the uh, cards releasing this month, I believe have more than one other variant in, currently in the Datamined.
3: I did not know that. Yeah, it's really annoying.
0: Like, really annoying. Because I don't like the design of either of these Kyra's either. Like, I want something... Like, I know she's not going to be a colorful card, right? But, like, these are just kind of bland. I want something cool.
3: I'll tell you what, though. When that Iron Man mask pops off the card and you get to see it in full glory, it's pretty cool. Is it? Okay. Hmm. I think so. Yeah,
0: look, I'm not opening four more spotlights to get to her. You know what I mean? If I'd use tokens, we could talk. But opening, like, four more spotlights to get there doesn't seem like a good uh, use of resources. All right. We are on to the Mighty. Hercules, and they did my boy Dirty, one of my favorite comic cards. He releases next week, 1-9, Series 5, 6,000 tokens. The first time another card moves here each turn, move it to another location. Phil, what you got for her?
3: This makes me feel like when I opened Sentry for the first time, and I was like, how in the world could they have done one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe this dirty? And... uh Obviously, Sentry has come back and gotten a lot of uh, buffs over time with new cards that have come out and a power buff overall. Anyway, uh, Hercules himself, I am very sad to see that this is his ability. I think they definitely could have done something better for him uh, as a character. And the ability itself, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think there's going to be a lot of experimentation and people are going to have fun with it but i don't necessarily think it's going to be good
2: yeah i these are the i i i'm going to say it right now i'm not the best player i'm not a real great deck cook but this these are the cards right here that come out that when i see them i go man how bad am i like i don't und- i don't get it i don't get it not i agree with you phil like i'm sure somebody's going to figure out something really cool to do with it Um, as far as, as the lore goes, I don't know a whole lot about that in the Marvel uh, universe, but, uh, Marvel unlimited. I do. Yeah. I, I, I'm slowly working my way through some stuff.
0: The incredible Hercules is such a fun
2: series. Okay, cool. I'll put it on my list. I got a little list that I'm working through. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I just don't, I'm not a big move guy. I mean, move is fun. I'm not against move, but, um, I just, (laughs) I just, (laughs) I just look at this, and I'm like, okay, I I guess that's about the attitude I have towards it.
1: For me, I actually only learned this character when I saw the Love and Thunder like at the end of the post-credit scene, so I actually don't know much about Hercules in the Marvel comics. Um, When I first look at this, okay, it's a move card, I did, like, Think of some like cards that synergize with this. Like you could play Hercules on four, Iron Fist, and- Iron fist the voucher to Hercules location, so that you get a like a double wealth for the voucher, mm-hmm. or Hercules on four, uh, Ghost Spider and voucher. So there are like possibilities to get your move cards big, but I just don't know if a cost for is too high for the interaction to happen. Yeah, so, uh, also I'm not a good move player, so, like, don't listen to me.
0: So I I I love move. It's like one of those like a do a million things decks. That's like my exact gem. Yeah. Otherwise, like I need it for my brain. Otherwise, like I'm just like uh, I'm bored. Um. So excuse me. I really really do love move. Uh, he's got two problems. He could be four cost, but then it can't be the first time another card moves here. You have to be able to like cloak on him and just like popcorn things out. That would be super cool and make him worth four. But as is, I can move one card there a turn, which means like my Heimdall turn isn't doing what I want it to, for example. And the other thing is you could just keep this ability, but then if he's a 3-5, I think he's actually decent because now I can play him with another card. And I think that would do a lot of the work for it, but that it's only once is a problem.
3: I think the other problem that I have with it is the fact that it moves it to another location. You mentioned Heimdall. Well, what if it goes to mm-hmm. the left location, then you're not even going to get the benefit of Heimdall. I guess if you play him left and then but then you're putting him in that and people are going to expect it. So I, I just I don't know how I feel about it yet.
4: He's bad. That's how you feel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that makes me feel a little better to hear you guys say that because uh, i I was flabbergasted i i didn't I didn't know what the thought was behind this, so
0: he does have one use case, like four six is a decent stat line, right? He says you cannot uh your opponent can't drop a vision or Jeff to beat you at the end of the game in that location, which is like the ultimate fringe case, I'm aware, but it is a case,
2: yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I mean, it's a little unique idea mm-hmm. that. You're not going to put him in a deck specifically for that. Yeah. Alright, let's look
0: at the spotlights that come with him. Uh, Hercules comes with a very cool werewolf by night, and Philip's duck friend. Let's talk. Who should open these spotlight caches? Phil.
3: Oh, uh... I mean, after the werewolf nerf, he is still good, but It really depends on how you feel about playing a lot of on-reveal cards and bounce, I feel like. And he can still become powerful, but I think overall, even for Howard, unless you're like me and you're just doing it because you want to be collection complete and you finally get the chance to do that through keys with Hercules and Howard, uh, I don't know if I would go for anything this week. Honestly, the variants are really cool, though.
2: Yeah, the the same thought for me unless for s- some specific reason you want one of these cards specifically I I wouldn't bother. I mean it just doesn't seem that great unless you want the variant, I guess if you have all the cards and you want you want the variants, but yeah
1: actually, same thought, because Werewolf got nerf. Um Unless you really like the cosmetic of these spotlight variants, which is me. I like the comic cover Werewolf, and <clears throat> this is actually the week of serious drops. And I love the duck with the Infinity Gauntlet. So I am <laughs> planning to get the duck with 3,000 tokens, and I'm going for this variant. So cool. I love it.
0: So I'm opening for Hercules, and if I happen to get Werewolf on- or Duck on the way, cool. I have both cards. Uh, duck is, I have the hip, which is, again, my standard operating procedure. But I also have the noir, and I actually like the noir better, because the rain is animated like it is on that Wolverine, and it's glorious. Um, mm-hmm. So look, I'm not going to turn down an Infinity Gauntlet duck, but like it's not going to be my goal. Um I think Werewolf is probably firmly mid right now. He went from like the best card in the game to like a B minus. But um, have you guys seen? Um, have you folks seen? I can't think of the name of Black Swan yet.
3: No, no.
0: So Black Swan is next month's season pass card, and is data mined as, and we will thankfully know before I tell people to open for Werewolf whether this is still true or not. <laughs> is data mined as two three on reveal? Next turn, your one cost cards cost zero. And um, that seems like it breaks werewolf, right? Like if you can get werewolf out, you have to play Zabu because you need two turns to get werewolf out. But if you can go werewolf into that, that's like a 17 to 20 power werewolf immediately.
3: That seems like it could be just another reason why they delayed Firestar. Uh Oh, yeah. Because that would have been ridiculous for Firestar. Okay, okay, ready? Right now, without that card, you,
0: on turn five, you can play five one-drops, right? Make sure the last one is Forge. All you have to do is make sure the last one is Forge. Play Firestar. That's how much power? Right? Like, Firestar can't be printed. That card is, like, that's, um, I mean, five times 5 I'm not a mathematician but yeah yeah that's like that, that that, crazy it, it seems and like those cards all had original power and then you're getting the 5 from firestar and it just seems like that's probably
2: a problem i mean even if you only got 3 yeah one yeah. costs out it would yeah. be Pretty, pretty. And you got Kyera sitting on the board. Well, you know? no. right. And then
3: there's the idea of somebody having Wong on the board mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. I, that yeah, I'm not prob- sad that we missed Firestar in some ways, <laughs> but I'm also sad that we didn't get to see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just watching it fast forward as the numbers went, Wee! Um <laughs> But, yeah. So Werewolf is going to be, like, completely nuts with Black Swan. So I'm resisting saying get it, but if Black Swan really says, hey, Black Swan's going to get nerfed because that shit broke it. But B, um, until it gets nerfed, that card is unbelievable with both Werewolf and Hit Hitmonkey. Mm, yeah. So that's where I land on it. Because, like, Hitmonkey will be, like, 20 and Werewolf will be, like, 20. And then you just don't have to care about anything else anymore. Right? Like, that's your whole deck. Like, you throw a Mysterio in there just because. Just in case. It's <laughs> gross. All right. Let us go on to... Oh, also, this Hercules is the only variant I like of the Spotlight caches this month. I don't think I'm going for it, but it's at least, like, fairly mm. dynamic. <laughs> all right. Miek Meek. Meek. Me- me- it comes out on 116, our only series four card of the month, 3,000 tokens. After each turn, if you discarded any cards, gain plus one power for each and move. It only moves once. The power comes all at once at the end of the turn is what, how I understand it works. Phil?
3: I think that this is a fun card. I am very interested to see how people play with it. Other than MODOK, there's not a lot of ways to get big power. You're mm-hmm. just getting that plus one each turn with discarding something. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see where he goes, how he plays to watch him get destroyed by Fisk Tower when he finally gets to a 1-7. That's not what Uh, Fisk Tower does,
0: is it? I think they, didn't they change Fisk Tower? Am I crazy?
3: Oh, I thought it was just uh, Fisk himself. They him.
0: Oh, not Fist Tower. Okay. My bad. No, they changed
2: Fist Tower. I thought they changed Fist Tower. In my head, they changed Fist Tower. He's negative two, and isn't Fist Tower something ridiculous? Yeah, like I think it's
3: like negative, negative four. four?
2: That's, yeah, that's what I
3: thought. That's for the okay. upcoming patch notes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So you know, okay. the ones
0: that aren't real, except they released them, so they're totally real. I can't believe people are like, are these real? Like, yes. MarvelSnap.com released them. It's not like,
3: What? Sorry, that's even worse though, because now you're going to just have like a negative one seven unless you're playing him just to throw him over the other side with an nilus or something. It's fun.
2: Yeah, I I have the same thought. Basically, I love discard, and I think it's really neat. I think it'll be fun, but is it a is it a great card? Uh, I don't know. The the not I my thing is I I wish the the move thing wasn't there if it was just the gain plus one power I think it would be like a somewhat solid somewhat solid card for discard I mean I agree Modox obviously what's going to get it a lot of a lot of power but um, the the move one I don't know if that's a lore thing they wanted to add in but I don't really. They're really obsessed with moving cards around right now. Like, every, every, everything's about moving cards around. And it's just kind of weird to me. But I'm going to get it. I, I play this card, so I want to see what it can do.
1: I think Meek is an interesting card, um, especially when the ability sets discard and move. Like, are they trying to open up a potential for, like, discard move hybrid deck? I don't know. Uh, it's only three thousand tokens. This is a one drop, but um, it looks like to me you have to play meek on turn one to get the buff when you discard a card. So it's not like uh, Morbius. You can still you can discard and later play Morbius. You still get the plus two power. Uh, but in terms of discard, I do think there are better one drops for discard, such as blade, uh, lapular, uh, black knight now. So I just don't know how good meek is going to be, but yeah, it's an interesting ability. I don't know if I would get it 3000 tokens, maybe just for the sake to complete, uh, to get my collection complete, but, um, yeah, it might not
0: be a strong card. So if MODOK is good, this card is decent, right? Because then you have how many turns to play it. Like, you can play it anytime, 1 to 4. And then it's basically always going to be a 1-6. And a 1-6 is a lot of stats. So, like, it'll be fine. Right? Like, you're always discarding, like, 5 cards for MODOK-ish. If you're discarding, that's 1-6. Uh, uh, people keep saying this is a way to reach unreachable locations with discard, and that's silly to me. Like, it's just like, sure, maybe if you get extraordinarily lucky, but like a 33% chance of landing in an unreachable location doesn't seem like it's great. Um, He's fine. Like, I think he's going to be fine in the exact one deck. So he's super narrow. But if you like discard, um, I don't like swarm and discard anymore because there's no America Chavez. So I can't like guarantee mm. it for my Dracula. And I think Dracula is more important. Um, so I might just replace swarm.
3: Uh, With my luck, I'm going to use Modok. He's going to go into the unreachable lane, and then my Dracula is going to tick, and then he's going to go out of the lane, and then he's going to go into the Dracula lane, basically putting way too much power in that lane, and just wreck my entire gameplay.
0: Wait, ready? Ready? Are we sure he works with Dracula? What does Dracula say at the end of the...
3: At the end of the game. And says
0: after each turn, I have no idea if they work together.
3: Oh, I keep needing is... to
0: ask like to ask Browde, because I'm pretty sure Browde has asked this, right? But like I haven't as we as <laughs> one of you guys gets to read that uh actually, let's go. You guys, uh, who should open this week? Also, note Annihilus for our, the preserve discussion will be a five-five that only sends a negative cards. It's Meek, Annihilus, and Phoenix. Phil, go. I'm gonna message Browday. <laughs>
3: um so for me uh, I'm going to probably get Meek with tokens. I absolutely love these variants, but I, being a mostly free-to-play player, I really want to try and stay collection complete, which means saving keys and trying not to submit to the FOMO of uh, variants. <laughs> um but as far as Meek is concerned, I'm going to have fun experimenting with hybrid move discard, where I put Craven on the board for some stupid reason, and see how that goes. But Annihilus, if you love Junk, is a must-have. He's a main part of the archetype now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, if if you have him... Uh, If you don't have him, he's essential for junk right now, so absolutely go for it. Phoenix Force, even though they made Phoenix Force kind of broken, at the same time, it's still a hard card to achieve the overall ability for, which can make it kind of niche. So unless you really want to experiment with Phoenix, I feel like mostly this week is a pass for me.
2: Yeah, I... I basically feel the same way. Uh, I, I feel like I keep saying that, but I mean, sounds like we're all pretty on the same page. I mean, Annihilus, yeah. If if you don't have the tokens, but you really want Annihilus, maybe you roll the dice. But other than that, um, I just don't see it. So that's about all I got. If you got Selene, but you
1: because like some people on Twitter mm-hmm. they were saying, Oh, I want Celine but I didn't get in my list. Oh, well, I got Celine but I don't have a my list. Yes, I think this week would be a week for you to get in my list. Um I love the details on that steampunk and my list but I already have a then hit I'm happy with. So yeah, it will be a week that I pass. I won't yeah, I, I'll probably get Meek using tokens and I will be saving keys this week.
0: Right. Uh I'm I'm getting Meek using tokens because again, too many tokens. Uh whale problems. <laughs> uh, I just threw down my mic. Sorry about that. Apparently my mic was very upset with my spending habits in Marvel Snap, as it should be. Uh Annihilus, I think, is a must-have card. (laughs) And what Annihilus' nerf suggests to me is whenever they make one of these nerfs that, like, we're always like, what the hell? There's something that comes relatively soon in the future that you're like, oh, you were future-proofing us. You just didn't tell us you were future-proofing us. You made up some reason. And, like, like Elsa, right? Like, Thanos decks, like, a week after Elsa are busted. Could you imagine if Elsa was still what she was? Even with the, like, plus two universally in a Thanos deck now? Like those would be completely broken, right? Like, could you imagine Blob if they kept Blue Cage as he was? They were like, "Uh, we don't want twos to be universal." It's like you don't want to break the game. So thank you, but like, good excuse, right? Like, I, and then I keep having people be like, "They don't want twos to be universal at me as a citation for various things." I'm like, guys, that wasn't the reason. That was that was just not it. Um. I think that Annihilus is going to break something relatively soon. And that's why they nerfed him because they're getting ready for it because there was no outcry. Even if his win rate is high, like it just doesn't make sense. So there's has to be something there. And, um,
2: go ahead, master. Oh, well, I was just going to say that, um, that it's, it's interesting you say that because yeah, I had the same, I, I never had a particular problem playing against Annihilus. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they'd win, but, oftentimes I just kind of shrug when they play out their century and this and that, and, you know, plug up the right way. La- I mean, it, it wasn't that difficult, Um but uh you're right. I mean, a lot of times these nerfs happen and then later we go, Oh, they did have a plan. Not that we should always trust what they do, but I mean, it, you know, they do know what's coming up. So they, they are the game designers.
0: Yes. I mean, it's just, like looking back it's so easy to see multiple times where there was just nerfs and like i have those examples off the top of my head because they're recent where there were nerfs that were just somewhat inexplicable at the time and you're like why would they do that and then a month later it's like oh like they fixed phoenix force and uh, multiple men right just as Mm -hmm. the meta got to a point where like that wasn't going to be good just as they took america chavez out and made it like um like that i don't know 10 to 15 percent more consistent just as shadow king became like the ultimate meta card because they got rid of luke and so shadow king is in all these decks like so they they do these things subtly that change things phoenix force is one of my favorite cards and i won more with it when it didn't work with multiple men than i do now and that's so annoying (laughs) so annoying (laughs) (laughs) i love phoenix force it's such a cool design all right whatever uh it is time for Grandmaster. Grandmaster is one, two, three. That's the date, by the way. Uh, come series five, six thousand tokens. On reveal, move one of your. And oh, so, know two zero for the record, to cost zero power. On reveal, move one of your other on reveal cards here to the middle location. Its ability
3: happens again. Hey, uh, Phil, shoot. So. My big question that I want to know is, is the ability going to slip by Cosmo? No. So if you play Grandmaster, so. right, so. but there's a Cosmo middle. So I think this card is going to be it says, a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: Good. No, its ability happens again. So like that means it's triggering its on reveal ability. That seems like a triggered ability, which Cosmo should stop.
3: And somebody,
2: yeah. somebody asked in the Discord... Oh, Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and um, they answered that. They said, yeah, Cosmo will stop it. It will move to the middle location, but then the the on reveal obviously wouldn't happen. Okay, Okay.
3: so my my big thing about that was uh, the thing with Nico, where you can change a location with her by placing a card. Even if it's um, the deep space or something like that, it'll still change the location. So I wondered if it could be an interaction like that. So without an interaction like that, at least this card isn't completely busted. But I <laughs> sure still think it's not. that there is a lot of potential for this card to be absolutely cracked. And uh, yeah, it's going to see a lot of play and it's going to be very good. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm again, I'm not the greatest deck cook, but it, it doesn't take much of a genius to look at this and go, oh. Combos. Lots of lots of Mm -hmm. combos. So uh yeah, I mean there's this 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 is a good card. We'll see what happens in the future. This is a good card.
1: Um, Yeah, definitely super interesting and the fact that they made it a two zero it makes me think of Mr. Negative when you do Mm -hmm. Mr. Negative and you can do lots of like on review combos. But um, at the same time, you just have to watch how you don't clot your mid-location so that, yeah. I just don't know if it's going, if the move to the mid-location is going to trigger the on-review again. So if it doesn't move, if your mid is clot...
0: If, if it, doesn't example, move, it doesn't move, it doesn't trigger.
1: Right. So you don't also have to watch out you don't over your mid too. Yeah, make that on review trigger. All
5: right, but yeah, I Oh sorry, go ahead. Fair, fair, Yeah,
1: excited. Um probably probably gonna get this card.
5: Alright. Thought one.
0: Big card uh left, let's say. Hmm. Nothing mid. Or uh, let's say Nimrod left. Just regular old okay. Nimrod. Cool. Mm-hmm. Plain old Nimrod. Maybe you forged it, maybe you didn't, maybe you gave it some power in other ways. Excuse me. Uh Ravona is out in the right lane or wherever the hell Ravona is out. Last turn, you go Zola Grandmaster. Seems good. Um This is the Quinny Equinox. Quinny is a fucking mm-hmm. genius. Quinny says get priority. Play wave. On turn, uh whatever it is. turn five, turn six, drop Elliath left, along with Grandmaster. Eat both lanes before they reveal.
1: That's scary. And then,
0: yeah. and and then the fun one. just the fun one. This isn't as good as the others, but um you play surfer over a lane that just has a nice big Sebastian Shaw. You have brood in the right location. Surfer, Grandmaster. Watch the numbers go wee. Yep. And just, like, there's 50 of these. Those are just my three favorite. Um, I've been collecting them. I love this card. This card's going to be so stupid.
3: Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. All right. Just real quick, another reason to throw Echo Mid.
5: Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, it's a real, real good reason. Well, wait, what does Echo Mid do?
3: Well, you probably drop Wong mid is, mid. is that what you're stops. thinking? Cosmo Mid stops. Oh, I see oh so you drop it's Echo mid. mid. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That the makes grand sense. Grandmaster yeah, player. player. Yeah, I so. yeah. Yes. No, oh, I was thinking
2: God. that you were saying you should drop Echo Mid uh, so that if they play oh, Wong my God. there.
0: Wait, wait, wait. If your opponent plays a Goblin, you could shove a Goblin mid and then back at them
3: mm-hmm Yeah. That's hilarious.
0: Oh, God. I'm in love with this card. It's like all right.
3: Odin all over again.
0: It's, it's better because it's two. And it's like, let's be honest, because Ravona's in every deck. It costs one.
3: I just meant for sending goblins back. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm in love. I'm just in love. This card's going to be so cool. All right. Let's talk about this week. Uh, also, for the purpose of the discussion, Loki is a 4-6 that no longer works with Collector, but I think is going to still work with Quinjet. We could be wrong. Let's just assume it does for the time being. Uh, Monkey is Monkey is Monkey and Grandmaster. Who should open this week? What do we think of these variants? Let's go.
3: This is such a big month. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Jess, did you want to start this one off?
1: Sure, Um. <clears throat> uh, so people who like Grandmaster, like I think everyone should open this week. If they also don't have Loki, I mean like Loki gets nerfed from the leech, but I feel like it sucks it doesn't uh, interact with Collector anymore, but I do think it's still a cost reduction card and it still works with Green Jet, it will be strong, very strong still. Uh, also, if you are a Rian lover, you must open this Hit Monkey. So, yeah, I would probably go for it this week. Press it in low key. Okay. Uh, the cosmetic of this variant is also wonderful. I like it. Um, you must not.
2: Yeah, um, I think this is this is a really good week. Um, I mean, Hit Monkey, of course, is still a very strong card. Uh, that's a certain archetype. Loki is its own archetype. And then the grandmaster, we just got done talking about it. So, I mean, obviously if you get the grandmaster, that is an awesome, awesome variant. I mean, like outrageously good. I, that that like is right up my lane. So uh, as far as cosmetics go, but yeah, the Loki one is, is wonderful. And of course you got the, the hit monkey there. That's, that's nice. So, Um, I think if you don't have Loki and Hitmonkey, you should definitely be opening this up um, if you're at all interested in those, those play styles. Um, Yeah. Great week. What about you, Phil?
3: Yeah, this is an absolute open for me. Uh, If you don't have Hitmonkey, there's a big reason to get Hitmonkey coming the week after this. And I am a big believer Oh, is it two weeks after? Yeah,
0: there's this is a five, six card month.
3: Oh my gosh, that's right. I forgot about Kyara being the same week as the launch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oof, that's so many cards. Um, But yes, this is an absolute open. I think Loki, even after the upcoming nerf, is still going to be very good. He's still doing his cost reduction thing. He's still playing the other person's deck better than they are. And... It'll definitely slow his tempo down, but I still think he's still a great card if you don't have him or if you didn't pick him up in the season past. And like we said, Grandmaster is going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting because I think everyone's going to be playing Grandmaster, but at the same time, I still think it's so worthy pickup. pick up. So all three of these cards are great if you don't have them. The variants are great if you don't have them, or if you already have them. So I'd say this is an open week for sure, unless you don't care about variants and somehow don't care about any of these cards, then just pick them up with tokens. I think I'm picking
0: up uh, Grandmaster with tokens just so I can open this variant. I feel like that one's going to look great animated. Right? Like, yeah. it's it's him throwing a bunch of cards and the, just, like, the cards coming out of the 3D will look awesome. Yeah,
2: um,
0: yeah that's that's exactly what
2: I'm doing as well.
0: <sighs> so, um, I like this Loki, but you can't split it. Oh. Right? Like, well you can split it, but look oh, at it. Like, oh, what's right, gonna right, happen right. to it when you split it? You just so like it. I, Yeah. Mm. And, um, I have a hip, is my
5: hip monkey answer. <laughs>
0: Alright, our last card of the month, Beta Ray Bill, comes out on the 30th of January. It is Series 5, 6,000 tokens. On reveal, so, uh, I did, did I say he's a 4-5? If I didn't, he's a 4-5. Shuffle Stormbreaker onto, into your deck as an on reveal, same basic idea as Thor. Stormbreaker, on reveal, double Beta Ray Bill's power. And Stormbreaker itself, unlike Mjolnir, has one power. What do we think of Stormbreaker? Anyone want
3: to go first? Um, I'll start on this one. Uh, this is the card that I was talking about for Hit Monkey. Oh, I really? Think, okay. Yeah, I oh, think that, that deck, this is I so much fun too. in the uh, Jane, Thor, Beta Ray Bill, and having Wasp and um, Yellow and Jacket. Yellow Jacket pulling all of them for the final turn play and creating a gigantic hit monkey along with a 10 power Beta Ray Bill and a 10 power uh, Thor. And you already have your eight power from uh, Jane. And it is going to be interesting to see how that deck fares in the current meta with Shadow King being so prevalent and the power from something like Blob being so high. Uh, But I love that idea. I do think that it's going to be a little bit clunky to play him outside of something like that, because he is four, and he only doubles uh, at the you know on the first time that you uh, get to play him or play the Stormbreaker. But I love this card. I'm super excited about it. It may not be the best card that comes out this month. In fact, it may not even be close. But it's one of those cards that I personally am really excited for.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited for it as well. Um, I, I also think it's kind of interesting. At first when I saw this, um, I was just like, oh, it's just a four power Thor. Okay. But actually it's kind of interesting. If you look at it, it's kind of a combination between Thor and Dakin because Mm -hmm. it adds the Stormbreaker to your deck, which is not what Dakin does with the Miramasa shard, uh, but it doubles, whereas um, Thor adds six power. So it's kind of this interesting, you know, you can forge him or something like that, theoretically, That, and you'll get more benefit than you would. Um, so, I don't know. I, I kind of like that idea that they kind of mixed the two, two abilities together. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I like these style of cards where they add a card to your deck or your hand or things like that. So, what do you think, Jess?
1: Uh, I think this card, uh, I like this card, um, especially I like how, um, when you can, when it is possible to come together with a deck that has a theme, like what feels that, like Thor, Jane, and Beta Raven and everything, like it's a good, like, theme, um, the art of this like base card is awesome. I think it looks better than the variant. Um it's a four course, like I think when you are able to play it, it might be a bit late. You only have two turns to wait for the Stormbreaker unless you play Jane. But you can also think of a deck that have Sabu so that you can play beta Raybill early. Um it's definitely an interesting card. Uh la, many possibilities. Can you also possibly fit Odin for a turn oh, yeah. six where you can like you Odin to. the Thor's Mill Near and later reveal uh Stormbreaker? That might be another Yeah, and it's also good for a lockjaw shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many possibilities, excited for.
0: So, yeah, Odin on Mjolnir and Stormbreaker isn't going to be like easy to get all that in hand, right? Like it's a very specific mm-hmm. curve of um, Thor Beta Ray into Jane into Odin. But when it happens, it's um p- it's plus twelve power on Thor and plus fifteen power on Beta Ray Bill. So that's twenty seven power plus Odin's eight, which is one of the highest power last turns in the game. Thirty five power is a ton. An absolute ton. Plus, ideally you've played Jane, and Jane is 8 power, Odin's 8 power. That's a lot of big power, and it's a lot of safe power, because you can probably throw priority if you're doing that. So I think that that's going to be really strong. I like it a lot. You have to obviously be worried about a because
1: mm-hmm.
0: card game, not simple. But like that, <laughs> um, the Hit monkey thing should be good.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, like that deck we already know works. I don't see why like you couldn't give up a spot and just throw an Odin into that, and then one thing happens or the other happens and you're perfectly fine. Um, I am fairly convinced about him. My one worry, and um, Min told me this, do you guys know Min? Uh, Rito in disguise Min? Was like, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, this may be good, but this also may be Black Panther with more steps. (laughs) And like, okay, that's possible. But that led me to another thought, which is Um, both of those cards really benefit from strength pumps and we just got Shaw. So that might actually, we might actually be getting toward that, like just cards like, uh, Nakia and, um, Okoye and like forge and then just running all of those together. And if we get another couple of those, then like a beta Ray Bill, Black Panther, um, Sebastian Shaw deck seems like it could be good.
5: Further thoughts or ready for spotlights? Let's go.
0: Spotlights. All right. So it's Galactus. And fuck, this Galactus is amazing. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Elsa Bloodstone and a reasonably cool beta ray bill. Who should open? Should anyone open? Is this an open week?
1: I can go for it. I mean, if mm-hmm. you still don't have Galactus, it's one of the best, like, you should definitely open. And for the variant, yes, 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 yes. You should open it.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Galactus is so good. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same. There's not There's not a lot to add. Um, that Get that Galactus. I mean, if you don't have Galactus itself, you gotta have him, but um, you remember the days when we all not we, I never did, but when everybody hated galactus, <laughs> I mean
0: I still hate I still hate galactus, nah. but that variant is unhateable.
2: oh, uh, galactus is fun, even when he's played against me, and it works. I'm just like, you did it, Love. you did it, good job, but yeah, you got to get this variant, that's amazing, I mean that's Kirby, right,.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, like, I, I mean, they put Jack Kirby art on a card. So, like, I have to go get the card. I, I don't know. I'm not a complicated person.
3: Sorry. Just just imagine uh, the avatar for it, too. Just Galactus staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> look,
4: God. Look,
3: I mean, so I wonder who drew
0: that evolutionary, right? Because, yeah, whatever. I, I should look that up. I'm going to look that up as we get to the next thing, guys. Uh, sorry about looking things up. Uh, God, that Galactus is good. So I actually don't think you should open this week if you're short on resources. But um, because like Galactus isn't really good right now and Elsa's is bad, which means you're just opening for Beta Ray and there's a lot of expensive cars and now they're releasing more cars than ever. But I'll be opening for that Galactus, which means I'm going to buy Beta Ray probably just because like, actually, no, I won't. I'll just open four caches. It's fine.
1: Oh, I yeah, do yeah, think the cool. animation is gonna look great on Beta Ray Bill on Miss this beta Star- yeah. variant. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, yeah. is he a horse?
0: I mean, yeah, he's a horsey oh. man. Isn't that cool? Um, yeah,
1: quite. <laughs> yeah, he's, a fun he's a, character.
0: Yeah, he's a race of horse aliens that was wiped out by Surter and then came and stole Mjolnir to go fight Surtur, and then got his okay. own hammer. I like Beta Ray Bill. Walt Simonson is like one of my top five comic artists ever. So we're like, this is all about like my type of
3: character. All right. I'm in the same boat, by the way, as far as the the caches go for that week. I say (laughs) hold them. Uh, It's not a great week, especially with the place where Elsa is. Galactus is. Uh, And unless you're really excited about Beta Ray Bill, like I am, like I, I wouldn't worry about it. But like, look at that, Galactus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> exactly. amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm so. gonna keep coming back to that. Like, okay. oh my god! Could you imagine? I'm not splitting that. That seems like a sin. But like, I'm just gonna get it animated and smile a lot.
1: Yeah, and you get four. You get fantastic four too. You have yeah. instead Fantastic.
2: Yeah, and it'll amazing. look great with the Infinity. Yeah,
1: and the bubbles yeah. kind of float. The enemy. Oh my god.
0: And then, like, all the, like, meteors and stuff and the, and the planets in the background are going to float, too. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so, so getting this. this just like, And this isn't even the comic art that I want most. Sorry, Jess, go
1: ahead. It would just look perfect with the Infinity Border.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so perfect.
0: But wait for that Thanos Infinity Gauntlet one.
1: Oh, my God, that mm. is also super, super beautiful. Vic.
0: They're making a mistake by putting that in spotlights. They could be like, hey, here's this variant for $100 with nothing else. Will you buy oh, it? I like, stop I mean, God, stop I, doing yeah, that's this
1: idea. Stop. Uh, look,
0: look, they, they they already. I guess data mines are not official. Fine. Let's move on before I get screwed <laughs> over. <laughs> All right. Today, our development roadmap released. Uh, we'll talk about a lot of this stuff as we go. But the roadmap is character mastery. Album improvements, in-game events, selectable card effects, selectable borders, new infinity splits, collectible reactions. That's all coming soon. We should have that. I'm assuming either some of it will probably come in this patch and then a bunch more in the next, like, two. In development, clans 1.0, collectible borders, booster vats, more event types, and in-game graveyard. And then in concept and everyone always freaks out over in concept and like nothing from in concept ever happens, but Hey, whatever new game mode, new game boards, clan competitions, ultimate variant evolution and new card mechanics. Let's talk about these a couple at a time as we go through. Is that fair?
2: Yeah.
4: All right.
0: So what are album improvements? Album improvements are (coughs) fundamentally. And if you are on the snap, if you haven't read these, it's it'll be in the show notes and it's on the snap zone. Um, we have like it on screen on the snap zone slideshow. So if you want to check that out, please feel free. There are going to be smaller albums, um, more albums, easier to complete albums. And then coming soon, are parent albums. And they're talking specifically about Dan hip, which is my favorite art until that Kirby comes out. And then that Thanos comes out. So I have like 109 hips, um parent albums are coming that will combine all the hip albums and rewards or all the venom albums and rewards or all the whatever albums. So more is coming for albums. What do we think of that? Let's start with the master not this time.
2: Yeah. Um I love this but in a weird way. So the the albums aren't a big deal to me, but the reason I say I love it is because that's perfect for the type of person I am. I'm not going to put any effort into getting these albums. So the fact that they're adding more means that as that type of player or user or whatever, I'm still going to get a benefit from it and it's still fun. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people maybe not, but that are similar to me that I'm I'm not going to buy two or three variants every week to try to get these Mm -hmm. just to get these albums. So the fact that they're going to add smaller ones, will I get the big parent album one? Probably not very often if ever, but for those that want that that's awesome, but at least I'll get something most likely. So that's that's how I feel about it.
1: Um, I'm also happy because, um, like I said, I've been complaining about how difficult it is to collect the exact twelve variants to get rewards and useful. It's annoying. When I was reading this, like they get easier. Um, Happy about the easier to complete albums, but I start to worry when I see parents' albums. <laughs> so it means that they're encouraging you to buy more and more to get more stuff, which is not what I want. But yeah, um, but Master Not also reminded me to look at the positive way. Yeah, you will get something because you will still open your collector's reserves, you will get experience, you will. Hopefully, it's going to be easier for you to complete the smaller albums. Yeah, that's my thought. What about you, Phil?
3: As long as you're not thinking about albums as something that you need right now, and it's something that you're okay collecting over time, I don't have a problem with albums, but they do feel very, I don't want to say predatory, but they do incentivize you to spend money on the game. The Venomized variants themselves, a lot of them are 1200 gold, which if you're buying gold is about what, $20, Mm -hmm. which is a lot to spend on a, on a card in a game that you may not see very often. And To get rewards for that is great, especially when you earn the gold and you buy the one you want, and every once in a while you get a cool reward for that. That's awesome. But like you said, parent albums scare me. I don't like the fact that albums are card-specific. I wish they were category-specific. Like, oh, you got 12 Dan Hips. You finished part one of the parent album. But it doesn't sound like that's going to be the one. And I do find myself looking at the store going, oh, wait, is this a venomized variant that helps me? No, no, it's not. Um, And so I'm excited that they're expanding on it. I do hope they take feedback into account and do make it easier to complete some of these albums. But overall, uh, it's just something that's in the background for me to accumulate over time.
0: I have nothing to add. Um, I, I, yeah albums sure are a thing that exist in the game uh <laughs> they, they have to monetize something let them monetize albums and like if people don't have self-control as much as i wish people did then like so be it right like they're not selling me i mean they are selling us extra cards i'm more annoyed that they released an extra card this month without giving us a way to like 100 more cards than this yeah right. next up selectable effects and borders like there's a lot of words here for basically <laughs> you could once you unlock a, a like a um background and a flare because it's both you can choose the border you have on it. That's all this is.
1: Love
5: it.
0: And, like I love it too. But like they definitely yeah. made it sound better than it was. Mm-hmm.
1: Did they say something like there will be new infinity splits too? Like, not only in yep. gold. Yeah, I'm super excited. And there was a leaked image of a galaxy split. I don't know if that's going to be true, but yeah, I'm excited for the galaxy split, if that's real. Um, yeah, there are some cards that I definitely made mistakes like before. <laughs> To press the upgrade button. Now Mm -hmm. I can undo it. I yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with this new feature.
5: Anything to add? We're all good? All right.
3: I don't. I don't really have anything to add here. It's it's a great feature. It's cool. I'm glad that people are going to be able to put their blue border on an animated version of their blue crackle, uh, instead of it being a static 3D broken out image. Because obviously the animations are really cool most of the time. So I'm glad people are going to get the chance to do that. But yeah, it's a cool feature.
1: So when it says collectible borders, are there like new borders coming out too?
0: There's. I think that's going to be part of the character progression stuff. Uh, coming soon are in-game events, which are fundamentally, like, leagues, which means you get to play a bunch of players and whoever gets the most cubes in X amount of time, you're not playing against each other necessarily, but you'll be playing, like, just on ladder or wherever you play, and whoever gets the most cubes in that set amount of time wins whatever the hell they want to give us. Um, any thoughts?
2: Yeah. Um. I think. Ooh, oh, go uh, ahead, Jess. No,
1: you go first. You go first.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, just my initial reaction is like it's cool. Um. I've played other games that have something similar. I think most people have, and it's a an, it's a nice little thing. Uh, that maybe you're not the best player, but you can compete in your little, uh, skill skill level. They say it's going to be based on people who are similar skill and collection levels. So. You know, you can, you can try to get some extra, extra goodies for that. Um, I don't think it's, like, mind-blowing or anything, but it's... I like it.
1: Uh, I also like it, like, adding more variety to the game is always a good thing uh, to attract many different types of players. Nowadays, like, people finish Infinite in day one. Like, not me, but, like, a lot of people, so they are already done with Infinite, they jump to Conquest, and some people don't like Conquest because it takes a long time. It drains the brain. Uh, this is like a shorter commitment. It's a weekly, right? If I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yep. Yeah. It's a weekly challenge. It's a short commitment. You get rewards. It's a new style of play. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of players will enjoy this. And also, uh, they have already launched Conquest and Infinity Letter for a while. I think people are yeah, they are ready for some new things coming in the game.
5: Cool.
3: Masking. Uh oh. I'm always a little sad when wording implies that some people will get something that other people won't for participating in something. Like I get the idea of you know, getting something because you're really good at the game and and whatnot. But I do like the opportunity for everyone to get something out of it. It does say around your skill level. But at the same time, the idea that someone is going to lose is just kind of sad to me. I think it's a really cool idea. It just I don't know how it's going to play out yet. So I can't form a full opinion on it.
0: I think it's very cool. It's not going to be for me. I don't have time to like like, rack up a lot of cubes, it means time commitment, and I got the full-time job and the kid and the, like, 8,000 videos to make every week, so, like, I get my dailies done, I get to play a little bit extra for fun, but, like, like I play and, like, I just, I don't have time to grind out cubes. That's why I don't climb on the infinite ladder, and it's not gonna change because of this, but, like, hey, you know, some people are really gonna love this, and then, like, one week we're gonna get, like, I don't know, like Lambie and Dara and safety in one, cute in one uh, league, and it's going to be really entertaining because, like, they're all going to stream that shit, and I am going to watch it when I can, and like that seems entertaining to me. So I am happy it exists, even if it's not really going to change my experience with the game. Cool. All right. Any further thoughts, anyway? Character mastery. Okay. So Character Mastery is weird. You can apparently now level up your cards. Um, the first way seems to be just by owning a bunch of variants of it. So, hi, whales. Um, and then if you own a bunch of variants of the card, you eventually um, get, like, special challenges for the card for further upgrades. And this leads to, um, what are they called? Emotes.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's basically the gist of it, yes? Uh. Jeff, go.
1: When I read this, uh, my first feeling was, oh, it's just another album collection. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you love Jeff so much that you're going to uh, own all Jeff's variants. And I think for most players, like, this is not true. Like, most of the time we, we go on to, like, Marvel Snap Zone or, so i to just check, oh, which variant is the best? I'm going to go for the best one. And you have a compare, like you compare, and then you get the one you like the most. And now they're asking you to buy other variants that you think, oh, actually you like that less, but because I want this character mastery, I have to buy other variants that I like less. So I just, I'm not sure if I like this idea of, asking you to buy all variants of the same character, but splitting, uh, when you split a character, a card, you get rewards. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes when, when it launches. But for now, I just feel like, oh, they are asking you to buy more. Masternaut.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a little mixed about it because I see that perspective, but also something um, Glazer said earlier that they have to monetize something. They have to encourage monetization. Oh. Um, you can play the game for free. Although what I will say is I always, uh, a side point, I, I always in my mind when I say free to play, I'm assuming you're buying the season pass. Like to me, that doesn't count, but um, I, it does, but it doesn't. But anyways, um i I actually really like this at first, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird. I don't know what this is, but um as a streamer and i you know i'm I'm a new streamer um I pretty much only stream Marvel snap. when you dig into the details here, it says things like um imagine what does it say a, a challenge to have Deadpool be over a hundred power in a Well, that's something, and this is niche, I suppose, but some people like challenges just for the basis of it. That's a stream. I could, today, we're going to get Deadpool over 100 power. Like, I've never done that before. Let's do it. Like, those little things can kind of bring some new fun to the game. Uh, Even if you're not a streamer, they're just like, oh, today I'm going to try to accomplish this one thing to get the next level. So um, I, I think that's kind of exciting. Um it's true that if you're not spending some money on the game you might not make a lot of progress. Um uh, but we'll have to wait and to see exactly how that works out. Will there be a bottleneck like you can't go any further until you get your fourth Iron Man variant or does it mean that that is one way to get mastery and you can get it other ways. You don't have to buy a variant It's a little slower. I don't know.
0: No, they're going to use it to make money. Just assume that it's going to be semi-predatory. You're probably right.
2: You're probably right. But anyways, that's my thought. It seems interesting, but uh, yeah, I mean, there might be a bottleneck there for most
3: people. Phil? I definitely like the challenges idea, and... I think my biggest thing about the actual mastery from variants and splits is I hope it's retroactive. Oh, really? I hope that everything that everyone would uh, has bought and splits they've gotten already or count towards it. I assume, like you just said, that it will happen, but that's like the only real worry I have. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think it's fun to have things to work towards in the background, even if you're not. Uh, actively searching for them. If you get a 700 gold variant or a premium variant from uh, some of the stuff that you open and it goes towards one of your masteries and you get excited about it, that's a cool feature. I think that's something neat to have. And I like the idea of challenges. A uh, 100 power Deadpool sure seems like a challenge though. I don't know if I've ever actually seen one uh, at 100 power. You,
0: you need Sherry's lab or uh, or the current hot location.
3: Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't
2: done it. I've I've actually had it done to me a couple of times I think.
3: But anyway, yeah, I love I love the idea of challenges. That seems fun. Something to play towards It's not just the average um dailies. So,
0: I like the challenges and I think if you play enough and you spend at least a bit, you're going to have more random like masteries than you think. Like I've got 5 Black Widows, 5 Nebulas and I've never and like I've bought one of each of those, but I've also got four Hawkeyes, and I've certainly never bought a Hawkeye variant, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, like I've just I'm like literally like that's what I'm looking through, and I'm like, oh look, I have four Quakes because I just do. I have like three or four scar, like I have all these different just random cards that I have like a ton of variants for. I think I think every Enchantress in the game right now. I have.
1: uh... Sorry. I think I have all Mojo variants.
0: So, congratulations, I, Mojo Master! I, I, I knew you had the mojo.
1: <laughs> no, oh no, no, no! Actually, I don't have Pixel Mojo. Oh, Pixel one. Mojo's the best. I so know. good! Like I
4: needed
1: Pixel Mojo's
4: mojo
1: the best. I accidentally got a Mojo before they do the whole press feature with gold one thousand. <laughs> Ouch! Now, like, and then I just got random Mojo's variants from Collector Research, so yeah. So yeah we're,
0: just, we're just going to be masters of the dumbest cards in the yeah.
2: game. Just as a counterpoint, though, with that is that I, I've spent an okay amount of money on this game. I don't want to talk about how much, but a lot of those variants I only have from spending money and going up the collection track though so if you're somebody who's spending little on the game you won't have as many of those just random variants that you quote-unquote don't care about and then now they matter so i mean that is a factor that if you're free to play or you spend very little you're not gonna have a lot of those
4: yeah
0: i mean so like i don't hate them incentivizing us to spend money right like as long as they're not locking progression behind this if you want, like, if you really, really love Wolverine and you're like, I have 18 Wolverine variants. Great. Good for you. Go get it. Have a cool little emote where he's got his head in his hands for some reason. Like, enjoy. Also, while we talk about that, by the way, these are the uh, for anyone watching on Marvel snap zone. Again, we have the like pictures of the, what they released, the goose and the Wolverine. Um, So I want the goose. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't care about Wolverine. But I have an orange cat, so I must have goose.
2: Oh, That's cute. You know, one Thank of you. my emotes for my channel, uh, we have a. I had made. Um, our, we have a kitten. Well, he's like ten months now, but um, Winston and I had the goose uh, variant, which is one of my favorite variants of the game, where the tentacles are coming out of his that's, mouth. Wait, wait, and which I'm, one? There's so few. Oh, like uh, I might the, be the, the Dan one Hip the one. Hip. The Hip one. I think it's yeah. the Dan Hip. I had an emote made. My cat's gray, but of that variant yes. for an emo, and it's amazing. So, anyways, so I like I like these because they match that.
1: Are they going to count a variant that uh, was a like a season pass? Because like Rianne's goose.
5: Oh, good question.
1: Was only available during that season. No. That-
0: yeah, they won't do that for albums ever, they said. But who knows for this? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh
5: hmm. I
0: guess we'll see. I mean, like, I hope not. Or like, this could be where they don't have like specific, where it's just like, do you have four variants of this card? You know what I mean? Like That's as a way to get around that.
4: Around
0: that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm. I'm, this is like probably the thing I'm most excited about because it seems so silly that like, if it's really cool, I'm going to engage with it like crazy. Like, I will be the single best. Uh, I have three or no, I have four. uh, No, I have either three or four. I'd have to go check quicksilvers. I'm going to be the only quicksilver master in Marvel snap just because Mm -hmm. I happen to open quicksilvers. Um, So like, Hey, why not? Right? Like that's where I'm going to landing on this. I like it. Yeah. All right. Other important stuff. So clans eventually, and then clan competitions let's talk about clans then we'll talk about the other things uh clans are basically like you create a group and maybe there'll be like some competitions or goals you can complete as a group um what do you all think of clans and in addition two more questions are you starting one if so good for you that's then then just talk about that for a second and if not whose clan do you want to join
2: go ahead um yeah, I think clans are fine. Um, I, I, to be honest, in, in, uh, I think the last game that I play, played that I was in a clan was a World of Warcraft about, you know, fifteen years ago. That's aging me a bit, but um, so I, it's fine. Um, I think it'll be neat. Uh, I think it'll be very basic at first. That you note that they wrote clans one So I think they want to emphasize that, like, don't expect a whole lot at first and then they say they'll they'll take feedback. Um am I starting one? I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. When they when we get closer and they start announcing uh you know really what's gonna be the deal uh you know we'll see. I I probably won't. I don't need another thing in my life that I need that I manage. So <laughs> uh what about you, uh Phil? What are you thinking?
3: I clans are fine. I I am not someone who uh i like i love the idea of having like a friends list someone that i can Mm -hmm. be like oh hey perry manilow do you want to do some games or some conquest or not uh whittles, but you know head-to-head games just some random draft or something i like the idea of being able to do that in the game um that was always something with hearthstone being able to message friends and see if they want to play was nice uh so i hope uh, they get to that point eventually but as far as the clan stuff overall um it depends on what they're asking of you to do in those competitions and i always feel bad because i'm like am i letting my clan down or am i not playing <laughs> enough you know um but i think it's a cool idea and i hope that it uh is a, a fun thing for people
1: yeah similar thoughts um would be nice to have clans. Like, I know there are players out there who, <clears throat> who they have formed a team, um, and participate in, like, tournaments. So, yeah, we, it's fun that if Marvel Snap is finally having clans, uh, am I going to, like, have one? I'm not sure. Like, don't know how much time I need to come meet. Um, yeah, it would be like like Phil said would be nice to just like have a group of friends, but uh, I don't know if I want to go to the competitive side of it to like win lots of games, like get the reward. Yeah. There's time commitment mostly.
4: Yeah.
0: I like plans because they can't explicitly monetize it, so it kinda has to just be a free thing we do. But what it does do is it creates, like, a social incentive to get people to play the game more instead of, like, a monetary one. So it keeps people more invested because, like, like Phil said, you, like, have to make sure you're playing enough for your clan to, like, be not let down. So, like, it keeps people playing the game that way so it benefits them. But they can't actually literally take money out of my pocket with this like they can for all the previous things. So um, I'm okay with that. Uh, I am starting a clan. I've been informed by the Discord that I'm starting a clan. So I guess I'm starting a clan. Um, So I'm going to start the most laid back, I don't give a shit if we actually accomplish anything clan in the world. Like, it's just going to be like, all right, you guys want to do this today? Let's do this today. You don't want to do this today? Let's not do this today. I don't actually give a shit. This is going to be an extra fun thing. Um, Anything that increases, like, the best part of the game to me, like, my favorite thing to do is to either, like, I just bully my way onto my friend streams all the time i'm like put me on put me on <laughs> let me talk about the games <laughs> like i like playing I, it's i don't know i well let's call it co-op i like playing co-op and like playing with people and against people like but like at the same time um that's my favorite thing to do in snap and this feels like a good way to get more of that even though i don't have all the time in the world for that so i'm down for it uh booster vats of different sizes welcome to more ways for them to charge us from tiny ones to hulk sized ones god forbid they just gave us booster magnets like they said right
2: (laughs) uh who wants to go first anyone go ahead uh can somebody explain to me exactly what this is i i I I, maybe i I just didn't take the time but i didn't quite understand it
0: so they're basically gonna say like you can buy like I mean, the way I'm understanding it is, like, you buy a bunch of fucking boosters for a card you want. I I, don't, I think that they gave it, like, a cool coat of paint, but that sure seems like what it is to me.
2: I mean, what but we basically already action? can do that. How? I mean, you just pay to upgrade the card uh,
0: with gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll give us, like, a real deal for these, though, right? Like, that's uh, the worst deal in the game. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's just going to be, like...
3: Some, from what I understand, it's like it's the way credits and gold are, mm-hmm. right? Like there be different sizes of boosters that you could buy. Yeah. Oh,
1: so mm. do you buy them with either gold or boost uh, or credits or monies? <laughs> right, like oh, okay,
0: this doesn't. I mean, unless there's ways to like just earn them. Like I'd be perfectly happy if it's like you can earn a booster vat of your st- of your choice in um. I mean, look, we sort of already have this, right? It's just completely random. It's in Conquest at the end of the month. So, like, it's, I don't know. This one seems like, just give us the damn booster magnets.
4: Like, you've
0: told us about that for over a year at this point. Now you're like, "Mm." but we can't monetize that. So uh, this instead. Anything about
5: this or can we move to the cool one? All right. What new game mode do you want to see? Anyone,
2: go for it. I'll say the obvious one. It, I mean, it's just it's just fun draft draft mode. I mean, yes. I I understand that they've kind of like, well, at least from what I've seen, when people bring it up, they're just kind of like, nah. But I mean, like, there's a reason these websites exist that allow us to do draft mode because people want to do it. It's so much fun. Um, are there other ones that I can't think of? Yeah, probably because I'm not that smart. But I know I like draft mode, so I want that.
1: Is Giraffe Mode where you get uh a set of cards that you have to pick twelve that works for you to make a deck?
2: Yeah, basically, I mean there's variations of like how you how you're able to pick the cards. Like they give you three and you pick one and they give you another mm-hmm. three or you know, whatever. There's there's like different ways you can do it. But yeah, you're basically just trying to be strategic about making a deck out of quote unquote random cards. So it's just it's fun. Sometimes you get screwed over, but you know, it's, you kind of find different interactions maybe that you would never use or play cards that you would never play. That's kind of fun.
5: Interesting.
3: It's always risky trying to implement a new game mode. In, Cause you're spreading out the player base mm-hmm. and you always want to make sure you have enough people playing any given mode. to so where queue times aren't crazy draft mode seems like the obvious choice and off the top of my head i can't think of anything that i would love to see because we already have our quick you know game mode which is just the standard ladder Mm -hmm. and then we have the longer form stuff and we can play with friends um so those three things to me they have the core now it's just finding other ways to make it fun and A draft mode would definitely keep things fresh, especially if they did an arena-style thing for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that also might be a lot of work. So will we see random draft and friend draft, where you play against a friend and you play against a random person? And then what will be tied to it? Is it going to be a conquest-style match? Is it going to be just a, a ladder match? There's so many variables to that that I think need to be sorted out before they toss out a draft mode. But that's really the only thing that I can think of that might Add something fresh to the formula.
0: So I want Ooh. draft badly. They also teased a two uh, two v two mode. I'd be fine with what mm. I, what I think would be cool. Which I literally thought of while we were all talking. Um, I want spectator mode, but I want gambling on the spectator mode.
4: Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, like at like af- like at like two given point, like almost poker. Like at two given points in a match, you can like gamble some cubes on it or whatever, some rank mm.
4: on it.
2: No, I think it'd be super fun, yeah.
0: right? Like, imagine that for Twitch streamers, it would blow them. Yeah, that sounds
2: amazing. Like, like you have to get your bets in by the end mm-hmm. of turn three or something like that.
0: Right, right. And you um, can like you have to bet before the game, right? Like you just Oh, before to the game, thing. yeah. And then at turn three, you can raise or you know what I mean. Yeah, you can yeah. Raise or fold. Like, that'd be so fun. I'm gonna actually pitch that I to like them. I think that
2: I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about? You? Oh, anything else? I was just sorry, to say, ahead. Jess, did you have any thoughts oh, Jess, on so game sorry. modes?
1: Uh, no, no. I think draft mode would be the one that I
2: want. So good.
5: Phil. Uh, all right, Phil.
3: I just wanted to say, oh, are we, is this the last of the the roadmap stuff? Yeah. Is our first editions dead? Yeah. Is that just I mean like being that that's not on the roadmap anymore, I feel like they just they're gonna let that die, right? Can, can they
0: charge us for first editions anymore? <laughs> uh, like I'm not kidding, that's what they were there for, right? They were like, please buy these cards right away. Correct. Spend yeah. the money. So like
3: Spend the tokens. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So like now it seems to be like if they can't monetize it, they don't seem to be doing it. Like, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. I don't actually care again that they monetize things that aren't card acquisition at all. But like most of their stuff is like, we need a publisher, so we better be turning in profit.
3: Yeah, I, I don't really care either way with first edition stuff. It's just it always comes up every time roadmaps get talked about. And I thought it was very interesting that it just was nowhere to be found on this roadmap at all.
0: Yeah. Oh, poor brownie. All right. Uh, let's actually skip this one because it's super freaking late. All right, let's go to our patch. We've got a nerf to Loki. Loki is now a 4-6 and now transforms your hand into cards from your opponent's starting deck and gives them negative 1 cost. Which is to say it doesn't work with Collector. What do we think of the new
5: Loki? Jess?
1: Uh, it's still a cost reduction, and it will still work in jet. So I think Loki would still be strong, not as strong, will still be
5: insane. Master. Sorry, Master,
2: yeah, I must be the luckiest person in the world when it comes to Loki because I just didn't have a problem playing against him. I mean, people would beat me with Loki occasionally or some of the time, but, um, but enough people complain about it, that it must've been a little bit of a problem. So I could see the change. It's a little bit of a bummer. It makes me not interested in playing Loki now, to be honest. I mean, so, but it's fine. I mean, it's probably a warranted change.
3: So I think you're still putting power into the collector if you get him down early enough, because you're still using cards like Snow Guard, you're still using cards like uh Mirage and whatnot. And sure, you're not gonna be getting, you know, sixteen power collectors, but you never should have been getting that to begin with. I mean, we should be happy with like a two six, a two five, a two seven. Uh but is this the fundamental change that's going to break Loki? No, I think this is going to make him more balanced. I personally still think that him turning one costs into zero is kind of my, one of my things that I'm like, oh man, because there's always that extra card that I forget about that he could get that puts that extra two power in a lane that I forgot about because he could play it for zero. Um, <laughs> but I think this at least puts him more into a balanced range to where he feels like a good card instead of an absolutely broken card
0: everybody yeah yeah, that's my working theory I think he's good I think he's just not broken and I'll take good instead of broken so whatever uh, Ms. Marvel is now okay she's exactly the same except instead of one card of different uh, cost of each location you need to Is she still the best card in the game? Is she terrible? Is she somewhere in between? Jess,
1: I actually have a question. So, when it says two plus card, does it mean two or more cards?
0: Uh huh. Okay, three and four still work, just as long as it's not one or zero. Right.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think she would still be quite strong because, uh, like last, like there are lots of decks that. You can still play Ms. Marvel mid and then have like two cards on like left and right lanes, such as like the Saku Dark Hawk Leech deck that people played last season and also the Sarah Tech decks. Like, it's it's not hard to put two cards, different cost on Mm -hmm. both lanes. So, I think she is still strong, even they said that. That she, they are like they nerf her. Uh, The only deck that won't work with this nerf is the the Ram deck where you try to. Do people still play the Professor X and Ms Marvel that lane that will not work right? Yeah, that
0: will that. I mean, but you can play Ms Marvel and then play Professor X on top of Ms Marvel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and that would work. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, she is still pretty strong with this
5: Nerve. What do we think?
2: Yeah, I I think she's just taken down a notch slightly. I mean, most of the time you're mm-hmm. playing two two cards into a lane when you're playing Miss Marvel. You, you do lose those fringe cases where you're only playing one card or you can't you get a bad draw and you can't get things out, but um, I think it's fine. The one thing that I'm annoyed by, and it's not actually Miss Marvel, it's um, I feel like it's a double, it's a double nerf to Professor X. You brought up Professor X um, because now if you can you basically you can't even try to do Professor X and use Miss Marvel uh, with him. Um, I just don't understand why they nerfed him. And then now they're making this change. I feel like he can still be a three power and it would be fine. So it's a side tangent. Cause it doesn't have to do with Miss Marvel, but I just think I it's mean, weird. Did,
0: did you forget that Jeff exists?
2: Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Again, maybe I have a different perspective, but I just didn't, I just didn't, I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting tilted at, at professor X. It was just a strategy. <laughs>
0: So that's not why they change cards, like ever. Um, they hit whatever the best deck is. It doesn't matter whether it's broken or not. Like, whatever, they just want variety. And, like, again, like, we can be generous and think that they just want the game to re- be really dynamic. Or we can be cynical and say that they want the best deck to constantly be churning because it means you are more likely to buy new cards. Right. Like yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Prob- it's probably some combination thereof. Yeah, but for if Professor sure. X is the best thing, that's a Series 2 card that's been around forever. And like they don't want it to be the best thing for too long. So now it's not. Yeah, moving.
3: it's fair enough. So for me, even in a ramp-style deck, if you have Nebula, if you have um, Jeff, you're still putting two cards over in the lane you're probably going to put uh, Professor X in. And things like Thanos easily drop two cards into a lane. I don't think this is going to be as big of a deal as as people uh, initially. I heard your rumblings on, on X or Twitter. Um, I think it's going to be f- pretty much fine. The thing that makes me sad is it's a weird side nerf to cards like Orca and uh to namor who literally can't have a second card in that lane to get the power so instead of having 21 power in a lane now you're just stuck at at 16 power for orca and i just don't feel like especially in the blob meta that that's good enough i don't feel like orca is i mean sometimes you get that fringe case where that 16 power wins you that lane but it was nice to have the extra option of something like uh, Miss Marvel to throw five extra power into that lane and buff it just a little bit. We were talking about High Evolutionary earlier, where they can just drop an Infinite in that lane, and you know, GG's. So, I I feel like they really need to do something with the Orca and the Namor-style cards, whether it's you know, they get minus one for each extra card in that location or something, but they need something to, to help play out their usability so
0: this doesn't affect the power at the end of the game but it does affect something during the game it means that during the course of the game miss marvel is the best priority tool in marvel snap by an awful lot and now she's not that and that that's- being able, yeah, that being able to play one or two cards there and move her in it, move that in and out to gain or lose priority, is going to be a much different game now that if there's a larger requirement for her ability. And I think that's going to fundamentally change how the card plays out. And while the same, you'll have the same power at the end of the game, I think it makes her significantly worse when you can't use her as a tool to always guarantee yourself priority, which in turn makes Eliath better. And then has like a thousand ripple (laughs) effects throughout the meta that like I'm not smart enough to actually figure out all of yet. But that's going to be a fundamental change in how Marvel Snap is played. And I think that like this is probably not enough because she's still a 415 and at the end of the game 415 is still busted. Like if you're dropping her with Zabu and Darkhawk at the end of the game, nothing has changed, right? But for the early game plays, where you're just trying to set yourself up for, like, when you're trying to get that storm going, and then you know if you can be winning that storm land because you've got hurt as Marvel and Storm, right? Like at that point, once you've got that set up, you know that you've probably got priority for the rest of the game, and now you can play around with that. That being gone, I think is going to change the play patterns fairly significantly. Go for
3: yeah. It. That's that's something that I didn't think about because yeah i was thinking about it from the core getting her power out there Mm -hmm. aspect uh of that being not super hard to do but the idea of how you're going to be playing it to make sure you do or don't have priority in a specific lane is very interesting
0: so i was speaking with lauren the other day and our big like the whole reason i thought of this because it's not something i thought of was she thinks Eliath is bad design because in general it should be better to um so if you're winning, then you shouldn't get more benefit for winning because you're already winning, right? So the benefit should be on losing priority, which is what cards like Shang-Chi do, right? Um, I think that Second Dinner thinks that's too straightforward of an outlook, is fundamentally my argument. Um, They don't want you to be able to just say, all right, if I can play from behind and play a strategy like Hit Monkey, there's no danger to it. So... I think that it's, like, a complicated thing that, like, now that Eliath exists is something that we have to, like, constantly keep in mind with card design. No? Okay. Uh, Everyone's just nodding. So we're going to go to Annihilus. Uh, Annihilus is a 5-5 five five now instead of a 5-7, and it doesn't move zero cost cards. The card has to actually have negative ability for it to move. Uh let's start with the Masternut. What do you think of the new Annihilus?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Um it really does does change a lot for him. Um <clears throat> I didn't play a whole lot of Annihilus, but I've had a lot of Annihilus played against me. Um I'm not sure, to be honest. Um I think what you said earlier. That they're they're looking at this as something for the future um, probably makes a whole lot of sense because I didn't I didn't personally think he was broken or anything so yeah, there there must be a plan uh, that they're enacting so I don't know I don't have a lot of thoughts.
1: So you're now giving your opponent less trash because they mm-hmm. are not giving them zero, but I think. Um, there are ways to build around it. For example, you can debris has met the rock and make the rock become negative and send it
5: over. So,
1: yeah, like, the power is less, so it's a nerf, but I think you can still make decks that works for how the new Annihilus is going to work.
5: Phil?
3: Yeah, so I think that this is a good change because for me, I was always kind of sad when uh, your bo- your board is entirely clogged mm-hmm. by turn five because they throw a Annihilus and you don't have any space to play or you're throwing things down because you know a bunch of stuff is going to come over and clog your lane. So I like the fact that my opponent has to work a little bit harder. Like uh, just said, playing something like Hazmat actually has a purpose now, because it gives you the ability to send over those rocks. Or um, something like uh, Man-Thing, you play Man-Thing, now you can send over those rocks. And it creates more of a purpose for y- you as the player playing uh, Annihilus to try and make your junk useful to throw Mm. over instead of just having this thing to clog your opponent's board and hope you have enough power to beat them out and then they just have to retreat.
0: It's possible that Kyera is the card that was broken with Annihilus, or against Annihilus, rather, where, like, if if we had had time, maybe we should actually be testing this now, I guess, but, like... Who cares? It's three days, but like, if you play debris, your opponent plays Kyra, and then they play Annihilus, they're in a lot of trouble,
4: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, that that might just be it. <laughs> All right. Um, because I did I went and checked the January cards. Uh, sorry, the February cards, and there's nothing that immediately jumps out as like a problem with Annihilus. So, like, it could just be Kyra plus like now you're just stuck with two spaces per game, right? Like, once people get the hang of it in all the different locations, and that seems like it's probably not healthy. Assuming you want people to play Kaera, which, yeah. obviously, they do, right?
2: That that makes sense. Alright.
0: Uh, Dracula is now a 4-1, but he's additive, not replacement. So, it now gains the power of whatever it discards. Uh, Phil?
3: I... Yeah. I like this, but I also have... It's a cool buff for Dracula. I don't know if it was actually needed, but it also has some interesting implications gameplay-wise, being that he actually does carry negative effects. Mm -hmm. You can't just throw him in in Jodenheim and have him just tank all of that negative power and then expect your 16 power uh, apocalypse to come out as 16 power. It'll be more like 12 power, which is still great, but uh, it is a very interesting change and I'm intrigued to see how it changes Dracula play if at all, but it is going to be fun for lanes where you can build power uh, like the one that gives you plus one after each uh, turn or the one that gives you plus two after turn five uh, and then have that extra two power kind of banked, um, you know, towards the end of the game. Oh, uh, Jess.
1: Um, definitely an interesting buff. I don't know why they <laughs> do this to Dracula, but yeah, like Phil said, you can now put Dracula in location like Mirror Island. I don't know if you would put him there because you will expect Dracula to discard something really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I have no I have no comment on this. Stuff, on Dracula, must or not?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting. It makes me uncomfortable I, because it's it. The the one power, quote unquote, buff, um, really isn't the focus. It's the focus is on the the change of the text because um, of just it. It's a different card now, really. Um, so it's it's a little. It just feels a little odd. We'll get used to it, but yeah, you can't do things like the Jotunheim trick or Jotunheim, however you say it, um, and and not get the benefit and i don't know i don't know how i feel about it i i've been kind of mulling over uh since i saw it and i don't know it makes me uncomfortable
1: <laughs> because like I usually when you play dracula you hope you will discard something really big right so if you play it on Jodenheim you play Jodenheim on turn four. That's a full one, so that's a minus one mm-hmm. at the end of the game. And you will still discard something pretty big to win that lane. So I just don't know how much different it is going to get.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't have a take on this this feels <laughs> like a, like it's like a sideways buff and sideways nerf at the same time. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. So like, eh, like, cool. Let's see how it plays. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like the other stuff I like can figure out some theory behind. This feels like a thing they did just to do. And I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. Like I can't like, like I can't figure out what the hell they're doing.
2: And I think that's what I mean when I say it makes me feel uncomfortable because it's just kind of like, I don't really see the purpose of it. It's just, yeah, it's sideways. So at any rate,
0: Right. Angel will now fly from hand, not just deck. Both. Hand and deck. So now he's a bad card in a new way.
4: <laughs> what do you think of Angel? Um,
1: Angel <laughs> Go
0: ahead,
1: <Jess>. Reborn. Um <laughs> I just think that for like players like us, if we have <clears throat> almost Complete with our collection, there's like no difference whether we will play Angel or not not in our destroy deck. We won't pick Angel as a choice, but for people, maybe they're still uh, collecting pull one or pull two cards, Angel might be a choice for them. Like for us, we have a lot of like one drops that are better than Angel, so yeah, the impact's not on us for the new players.
3: Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my thought is uh, for new players. I think Angel is actually a card now instead of something you almost immediately drop. Um, that way they have something before they start getting things like uh, Deadpool, Nico cards that actually. I, I mean, the destroy decks are so tight with the one drops that they have now. Forge, uh, Deadpool. And then Nico, uh, and then X twenty three. I mean, the idea of adding another one drop to that is crazy for uh, you know pool three plus builds, but for those pool three and below builds, I think at least now it's a card. Now it's a card that actually feels functional, and you you get you don't have to spend anything to get a two on the two power on the board.
2: Yeah, and I, I won't go on and on, but I mean, if we get a draft mode someday, I'm going to be happy if I end up playing Angel that mm-hmm. it has this text instead of the previous text. So um, it's a good change. It's not a great card, is the problem.
0: Quake now becomes, on reveal, swap the positions of the other two locations. I'm grabbing the drummer,
1: Quake.
0: <laughs> nice. I
1: think, yeah, I yeah, I've never played Quick. Uh some people had success with Quick. Uh, I think the new ability is definitely like super interesting. Like I can't wait to try Quick. Um, the new Quick. I don't know like what um uh i can't think of oh maybe you can try yeah if you yeah it just seems like the new ability makes click more playable mm-hmm. compared to the last one much more playable
0: just nodding oh go ahead phil
3: so so the biggest change here for me is the fact that it's no longer needed to play at the middle location mm-hmm. And that means that you have a little bit of control over the two locations that are swapped. So, you know, we always used to play it to kind of flip flop for Nexus, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes it would go your way and sometimes it wouldn't because it was completely random. But if it's the two other locations, now you can kind of build around that. And sure, it might feel telegraphed as people get used to it. But having things like putting minus three uh, power into a certain lane that has four cards on it, all of a sudden you're taking 12 power away from that lane while you drop one big card. So the functionality of the card has been increased quite a bit. Does it make it a good card? Yes. I don't Hmm. know. Uh, Definitely better. (laughs) Uh, Did you say yes? Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited to to check it out and to play it, and it feels like a functional card now to me. At least you know seeing the text until we get to play with it. It'll, it'll be see. It'll be interesting to see how it's used practically. Uh, but I do have a lot of ideas swirling around on how to use it.
2: Yeah, I I feel like this isn't so much of a of a new idea for the card that they came up as something that maybe in the design process, they, they put this restriction on it for the middle location um, to, to correct it or whatever. And in reality, it never needed that. Um, That's what it feels like to me that they're, they're setting things straight (laughs) to what it should have been to begin with. So I, yeah, it's a good change and I think it'll be a good card.
0: It's going to be a great card. <laughs> like just storm and then watch them try and fill that storm location. Yeah, and then you have two ones in quake, right? Like you just play quake in the middle that lo- that flips. You play the other two cards in the other place, and you enjoy yourself, right? Like storm one, um, they drop a shuri. You've got priority and quake. Never mind, right? Like it's just quake will be great. Like they're stacking up things. you know you have quake they're stacking up things in the plus 5 power nidveller they're stacking up things in nidveller right cuz they know that that's how they're going to win you play in the other location and just flip it when you're ready like there's just it's it's not legion but it's not much worse this card's going to be phenomenal like you can do it so, you can do this on the last turn
3: yeah mm-hmm. To that end, you could also utilize Storm and have them put a bunch of power into that lane and then flip it yourself mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you can do anything you want. It's completely insane. It's its
0: locations will never be the same. You can't like trying to take revenge of a um Onslaught Citadel, right? Or protect mm-hmm. a limbo with a Cosmo. No, that limbo's over here, thank you. Turn four, Quake and Scarlet Witch. have a great day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just like like there's just a bajillion things you can do. This card's going to be completely insane. Like I, I think this is going to be like an auto include, one of the best cards in the game. This feels like the kind of uh, buff they have to walk back, like they did Snowguard. Mm.
1: Or it can yeah, like win. increase cost or something like loop bar If you're ahead yeah. in another location and you flip
0: you You can just play everything you want in Luke's bar, right? Just drop things in Luke's bar as free as you want as they avoid it, right? like and then just flip it at the end of the game like what do they yeah, like, how do they stop that?
3: like you just mentioned, snow guard uh snow guard's effect works both ways, mm-hmm. where this is singularly for you. Mm-hmm. Because you know where the locations are going to go and what the locations are. And it's not as one note as something like, um, oh my gosh, what's this Legion? uh, That is changing every location to a certain location.
0: You you play into a location with Sanctum on the board, right? And they snap knowing that your deck can't get in there. But now that location is not there, right? Like you have three cards in Sanctum all of a sudden, then you have two more playable locations death's domain with priority is the easy one like there's just a bajillion right like um they start trying to stack things into your island but now they just stacked three cards like or they filled a weak location or the hulk location right like it's like no that's Mm -hmm. not there thanks for putting all those cheap cards like quake is like like it's hard for it's harder for me to think of fail cases than use cases which means it's probably pretty good (laughs) also um I was inclined to think Quake was good already. One of the members of my Discord, who's just like an awesome player in person, Keen Koala, hits Infinite with Quake every season and then posts uh, his Infinite deck every season. So, yeah. Like, I I already have been good with Quake, and like
5: that was when I had to guess what it was going to do.
3: Is he the one that plays the Quake Storm combo? Um, At stake? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what made me think about the storm thing when you were talking about it is is him. Because he uh, when he told me I tweeted about it when he when I uh, saw that, because it blew my mind. I was like, Oh, my gosh, the idea that you could just storm a lane and then flip it on somebody is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it was always just the restriction of it being the middle lane that kept her from being broken and now she's going to be broken yeah uh, i didn't really i I didn't i said i didn't know if she was going to be good but i knew she was going to be better but now that you've said all of that it's like yeah okay like, she's going to be like. Broken. just
0: think of locations right like think of any locations right like when do you not want to be able to screw with that on demand with opponents
2: yeah yeah it's pretty rare that is a really good point
0: like it's just the the no Oh, God. I'm just going to keep listing them. Let's go to Kingpin. All right. Kingpin <laughs> is now a 2 3. When an enemy card moves here, aff- afflict it with negative 2 power.
5: Is this a card now? Um,
3: it's any turn.
0: Uh, Jessica. Uh, I, okay. Oh, sorry. I want to the- My bad.
3: Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll go ahead. Uh, yes, I think that Kingpin is a card now. Uh, At the very least, it's fun to pull everything over, you know, with different cards, whether it's Polaris and you're pulling over somebody's Deadpool Mm -hmm. and suddenly making it a negative one. (laughs) Uh, There's there's some definitely some fun use cases for it where, I mean, it was barely playable originally. Uh, Every once in a while, you got the fun Magneto play where you brought, you know, Miss Marvel and a couple other big three or four cost cards over and (laughs) destroyed them and laughed on turn six. Uh, But it was so restrictive the way it was before. Now it can be any turn. You're just afflicting it with minus two as you move stuff over. Obviously, it it can hurt cards like Spider-Man, but at least Spider-Man's not dying now. It's just getting minus two, but that's a parallel effect. So it's not good or bad,
0: but I think it'll have, you don't lose your own power. It's only, it only affects enemies.
3: Oh my gosh. I just read that. As you said that enemy cards. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's, I mean, that makes it infinitely much better. Wow. Uh, Yeah. If you were doing silky smooth and somebody else is playing the same deck, Mm -hmm. then they would be getting negative power where you'd be getting positive power. I mean, it's definitely a card now. I, I don't know if I would say it's, like, crazy good, but it's definitely something that's playable.
1: Um, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, it's making it more playable, but the ability doesn't go with the character of Kingpin, like, in my opinion. Like, Kingpin kills, he destroys. I guess I don't know. Like joining Disney Plus has made him more friendly, so he just uh, <laughs> afflicts power. He doesn't queue anymore.
5: Uh, it's definitely less thematic, sure.
3: Like, yeah, I I agree with that. That's that's very true. But <laughs> yeah, but, oh. he was just so bad before
1: right? Yeah, he was, he was. Well, I do, there is a play that I love where you have Kingpin and then the location was New York and you can always get the cheeky wins by moving Kingpin mm. to New York and then your opponents can't all get this draw on six six. So that was so good. But I mean, yeah, Kingpin would be more playable now. I like the change but I just feel like, yeah, Kingpin feels like he is strong and he kills, and now it's just weakening by two. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah,
2: yeah, it just feels like, to me, it's a card that didn't excite me, and now it doesn't excite me slightly less. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Well put. All right.
0: That is our discussion for today we are on to variants of the week i chose namor because namor exists in marvel snap for exactly one week this is that week after this week he doesn't work with ms marvel before this week he didn't have a scar to be good with so this is the one week we can ever (laughs) talk about namor on it so we've got our favorite namor variants uh jess tell us about this namor variant you chose
1: Okay, so this is my favorite Leymour variant because, like, first of all, I like um, Peach Momoko's art. I think she is um, a very talented artist. She has some sort of her unique art style. Um, I actually did not buy this card because I just never played Leymour, but I, I do see people who bought it on uh, Twitter. X. The animation of the waves is awesome. Um, I think it just goes so well with the infinity border and like he he looks different, um, from what Master Knot and Phil chose. Like he kinda looked depressed or he's like in a deep thought. or something. That,
0: that's, like that's hot, that hot, sad boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he just looks so special in this one, so I like, think
0: all right the master nut, which is yours
2: yeah mine's the mine's the it's just, i think the it's just called variant i don't think it has a special name but it's the one with the uh, i think i described it when i was talking to you on discord as uh like coral tentacles coming mm-hmm. around him um mostly i like it because um i used to have a saltwater fish tank and it just reminds me of of that you know a a tropical saltwater fish tank which is always so neat um with the reflection on the of the water on top it's kind of cool so yeah i just i just like it phil
3: so i chose the phoenix five uh variant because (laughs) of fire sharks i mean yes obviously <laughs> uh, the animation on this one, I just absolutely love. With the flames dancing around and the background kind of moving, and the sharks floating in front, uh, I do think he has a weird finger. I'll point that out. <laughs> it's a very strange finger. Uh, but other than that, the the animation is really fun. And uh, I absolutely love the the color. It's such a big difference when you're looking at the Namor variants and the color palettes for them, because it's this bright orange, which you don't really expect to see for this water-based character, uh, and fire sharks. So did you know
0: that sharks are older than either trees or grass?
2: Oh, I heard this the other day, actually. Did you know that
0: sharks are older than the literal actual North Star? No. Yeah. That was, yeah. I, I, someone told me the tree thing. So I Googled what are sharks older than and I read all that. And then I was like, I'm, that's just, no way it's older. Yep. They're older than the physical, actual star that, like, of the North Star.
2: That's absolutely crazy. No. Yes.
0: So fire sharks for yeah. the win.
2: Def- <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: all right. Let's keep it going. We come to our final segment. Phil, tell our listeners why they should follow you on Twitter and eventually uh, on, um, whatchamacallit, on Twitch.
3: Because I'm, I have bad takes and they're fun to read, and then it's fun to watch the trolls troll me in the comments <laughs> and, uh, laugh as things ensue. Uh, <laughs> uh seriously though i have so much fun with the marvel snap community and interacting with all of the wonderful people that i've been able to interact with and all the people that i've been able to meet through this i'd just love to have more people to do that with i, I uh followed the master because of this podcast and i can't wait to to you know follow his feed and watch some of his streams and uh you know hang out on the x-verse uh which sounds weird i'm gonna say twitter verse um <laughs> And, uh, you know, just the more people we get in this community, I feel like the better it's going to be. And I'd love to follow you and have you follow me. And sometimes I make fun decks that get featured on, uh, you know, a certain certain show that you watch, hopefully. So that's my show, by the way. All right. My turn. I'm
0: going to talk good about you now. Ready? So Twitter is a hell site. X is somehow worse than Twitter. There is almost no one that I only interact with on Twitter that I like. I have to interact with you somewhere else. If you're, if I interact with you only on Twitter, it makes me sad. Phil is the only exception to that. He's like the only person on that giant landscape of hell site that makes me smile and not hate it. I have to be on there because content creation, but Phil makes me not hate being on there. So if you're on the hell site, please follow Phil. You will
5: feel good about it. No. All right.
0: Next up, we have Jess. Jess, why should people subscribe to you?
1: Um, I, I post like everything about Marvel Snap, and sometimes I make fun content, uh, like memes. I love to make memes to make people laugh. Um. Also, I have started to draw my own emotes. And I do post my, uh, new emails on, uh, Twitter. X. So if you want to see my new emails, like follow me. And I also try my best to, like, re- reply your tweets. So, um, yeah. And people often say, like, I'm, like, pretty chill, like, happy to talk, like, to me, like, so if you like a relaxed vibe, like, definitely. Um, follow me and also come watch my stream.
0: So I want to talk about your Twitch cause I just, so I've been told for about six months that I need to get you on the show and I need to watch your streams like for months and months and months and months. This isn't like new, but you're on the other side of the world and we're both teachers. So like our schedules are literally like pure clash. So I was off this week and I was on your stream a few times and I lurked a few times and I actually talked a couple times um
1: i didn't know you were there yeah it's okay
0: i i i I don't i don't so the weirdest thing in the world this is not this segment but the weirdest thing in the world to me is when i go on people's uh twitter stream uh twitch streams and they're like oh my god glazer i'm like oh fuck that's so weird like why do people know who i am in this game that's so weird like i'm not mad like right like it's cool in a way but like it's just like who the hell what Dude, I'm just a guy. All right, whatever. Not here or there. But um I was told I would love your stream and like it took me like 5 minutes to go, oh, I get this. Like there's no like there's no facade, there's nothing hidden. And this is just like you chilling, playing a game and like everyone there is just so relaxed, right? Like I don't want to say names, but like a lot of people's Twitch streams feel like yelling, right? Mm-hmm. And like if they're not yelling, the chat is yelling and like no, your your stream is just cool. Like it's fun to be a part of. You feel at home right away. It's like it made me sad that I can't be there all the time. Um, and I'm planning on spending a lot of my summer hanging out in your stream. Because oh, like you. you're you're a star. Like genuinely a star. Like sometimes you watch someone stream, you're like, oh, you're just gonna be huge. Cool. So yeah, you're gonna be huge as except that you have a full time job and you don't have time to be huge. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and also I wanna say like thank you for um arranging me in like today's podcast because like mm-hmm. if it's next week it's never gonna happen because I will exactly. go back to work. So thank you so much for working around the schedule for me to
5: I, be
0: here. I want to join as soon as we figured out how to do it. Alright. Thank you. And the master not, my friend. Go for it.
2: Well, now I just wanna go check out Jess's you should. That's all I want to do. Yeah. I plan on it. I've followed them both. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like how you said, I'm just a guy. That's how I feel. I I'm just a guy. I stream because it's fun. And I stream because of the Marvel snap community. Um, mm-hmm. I had had a couple of false starts streaming in the past with like Minecraft and things like that. But when, as soon as I started streaming, uh, snap, I was just like, this is so much fun. This community is so much fun. And it's just about hanging out with people. Um, the one thing I will say is that, um, I've kind of made myself the giveaway guy. Um, and I've embraced it. Um, I was a little afraid of that at first because I, I was worried about people would, um, just think I was trying to like entice people to come watch. And that's definitely a factor of it, right? You, you give a, do a giveaway, hoping people will show up, but, uh, they are the funnest streams. We have so much fun Mm -hmm. when we have, uh, giveaway streams so um, i do a lot of giveaways so that's that's one thing to keep in mind but yeah we we chill um we just have a chill stream i'm not the greatest player so we're there just to have fun playing the game and uh enjoy it together
0: so ready you fit into an exact category of stream and i know exactly what category of stream you are for me like there's a certain stream that i go to hang out and you're the type of person that i will be bullying to come on stream at some point just be foreborn i'm gonna be <laughs> in chat like let me on, let me on, let me on. um your stream reminds me not the same person you're very different as a person but like the same type of vibe as like robos or like prashan's or Obies or like you fit in or tux like you fit in with that group <laughs> of like just really like cool people that seems like a buddy at all times like it's just so i Okay, so if I'm keywording streams, right? Jess's is peace, right? Like it's just peaceful, like it feels good. And yours is friendship. It feels like you're hanging out with friends, and so like I love that. It it feels like it's just it's a really great place, and it feels like. And I don't know everyone in your stream. There's some streams I go to, and like I'm just like, oh, I know these people. Like I don't know everyone in your stream, but you can tell that everyone likes each other, and it's really friends. And I love that.
2: Great, I, I love to hear that. Mm-hmm.
0: And with that, we are going to end today's show. Thank you so much for watching for so long, listening for so long, whatever it is you do. Please, please, please follow our guests. Please, please, please please follow our guests. Sorry, I've been talking for a few hours now. My voice died on me. You will not regret it. You have my actual word on that. They are excellent. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube at Pod, And don't forget to check out Marvel Snap Zone for all your Marvel Snap needs. Thanks for joining us, Jess.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And nice to meet you, Masternaut and Bill and Glazer. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: An absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Masternaut.
2: Oh, thank you so much. And likewise, it was really nice to meet everybody.
3: And awesome to have you, Phil. I'm going to do something uh, that I haven't done in a while. And uh, it's because I haven't been on a podcast in a little bit. But it's not going to make any sense to you guys. But I just want to say, everybody listening, you're all pretty good. (laughs) And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. And this was so much fun. It was so much fun to meet all you guys. And uh, yeah, it's so great to interact with the community on a different level. So thank you so much for having me. Great.
0: Uh, I've got to thank our patrons, and then we're saying goodbye because I promised. So, thank you to Models Pretty Chill, Father Newman, Inc., No Flex, Mandatory Burnout, Matt Conduit23, Josh Apodaca, Keratix Lee, Mikey Hijinks, Rob Silverman, Matt H., Robert Rivern, Abigail Geeslin, Direwolf, Ocularis, Louis Antunes, JD M- McDonaldinho, and Min Eugen, which I just, definitely just said wrong. Appreciate your support. Appreciate everyone's support. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week for another snap take and keep on snapping.